1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast.
1: Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen.
3: I used to work with a guy back in the day that would preach, nothing has changed more in my lifetime than halftime adjustments, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, leading 23-7 at halftime, end up wetting their pants in the second half, especially the fourth quarter, and they are losers, we will discuss. Welcome in the beginning. Of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com. Get a free rate quote. Week 13, there's one game left. Not a good game. On Monday night, the Redskins and the Eagles will duke it out in the NFC East. But the Sunday night game, which was highly publicized, a game that was flexed to Sunday night football, and it turned out the third time was the charm for the Chargers as someone named Michael Bagley, I don't know who that is, but he kicked the game-winning field goal. He tried to miss it. He did miss it. Then they called a penalty. Then he... Kicked it again, but he got it blocked. So then the third time, he hits a 29-yard field goal, and that is it. The Chargers get a 33-30 win in Pittsburgh. And the Steelers, you look at this team and all those amazing offensive weapons, and they certainly put up enough points, but the defense gagging, choking at a time you cannot choke. So the Chargers gleefully declining that last Pittsburgh penalty. They come calling these Steelers for offsides. Now I saw Joe Hayden and his commentary, he said that he was not offside. Apparently the camera at NBC was was wrong that he, he said it was only uh, it's also two losses he said, so the Steelers are okay. They they've only lost you know last week to the Broncos and this week to the Chargers, so it's good they're not in the AFC West. So that's that's a positive. Uh, Phillip Rivers had 299 yards, two touchdowns, and the Chargers improve their record with another victory. Keenan Allen uh, all over the place. Yet again, 14 catches for 148 yards. And the Chargers are 9-3 and three on the season, so the Steelers drop to 7-4-1. and one. Let's discuss. Now, the big takeaways. What are the big takeaways uh, from the Chargers' win in Pittsburgh? Well, they're all in the losing locker room. The better story is in the losing locker room, and the observations on the second-half demise of the black and gold of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've got mistake-prone fiasco and the toxic brew. And we'll fasten all these together. Now, we'll begin with the fact the Steelers continue, even in a game where they dominated the first half, continue to be choppy. They struggled against Jacksonville. We're lucky to win that game. Remember, that was the, the, the big choke job, the chokaroo by Jacksonville in the final couple minutes of that game. When it was 16 to nothing, Jacksonville was in the lead. Then Pittsburgh goes out to Denver and loses. They blow a 16 point lead now against the Chargers. That's three in a row. So, who are the real Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, I'll tell you, my observations of the Steelers, they appear to be a mistake prone. Uber talented, often disheveled mess. That's your Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you trust the Steelers? I look ahead, project ahead. You look down the line, and there's only a few weeks to go in the, the regular season, right? You got to get through. Before you know it, we'll be in the work week 14, and uh, there's, there's four weeks to go. In the regular season. And oftentimes the final week, much has already been decided by week 17. So the meat and potatoes will be over the next three weeks of the NFL season. And if the playoffs were to start today, the Steelers and Chargers would play each other again in Pittsburgh. That would be the matchup. The Chargers are the number five seed Pittsburgh. They're the number four seed after This particular loss. Do you trust the Steelers? Of course not. That's an obvious issue. Pittsburgh, they have the talent to beat any of these teams in the NFL. They have the playmakers in Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and all these players, James Conner, to take down anyone. They can slay any of these top teams in the NFL Not just the AFC, the the mighty Rams, the first team in, by the way, the Los Angeles Rams, because you can ram it all day, you can ram it all night. Not the Saints, who are playing for the second seed because the Rams are going to run the table the rest of the way. (laughs) Yeah. Should have prayed more, Saints. You would have beaten the Cowboys. Bad job by you. But anyway, we're talking about Pittsburgh. Stay focused. Stay in your lane, as LeVar Ball taught me. Stay in your lane. So, there is... Uh, something missing. This is a flawed football team, Pittsburgh. Like the Patriots and the Chiefs. Now, Chiefs are the number one seed. Patriots are the number two seed. That's where it should be. But if you look at the the stars lining up in the AFC, and there's some teams with some very gaudy records in the American Football Conference, there has been a separation. Like I, you feel much more confident with Kansas City, despite them losing or their running back losing himself. Uh, over the weekend. We'll get to that later. But the Patriots and Chiefs are the top two. And then I've got the Steelers. They're in that second level, that second line. I don't buy the Texans. I don't buy the Chargers, per se, even though they beat Pittsburgh. But I don't buy Pittsburgh either. I'm not sold on these teams. I'm confident in the Patriots. I'm confident in Kansas City. Pittsburgh, that stat they put up, if you're watching the game on the Peacock Network, Pittsburgh had been 220, 0-2, in games, they were up by 14 or more points at halftime. They had a 16-point lead in this game. So, Pittsburgh is now 220 wins, one loss, and two ties after going down to the, the Chargers. And Ben Roethlisberger, a very average performance. Very average. 281 yards passing. Uh, he was 29 of 45 attempts. The The quarterback rating was average at 87 He only averaged 6.2 yards per attempt. The very bare minimum, the baseline, bottom of the acceptable rung is 7 yards per attempt. So Roethlisberger was not good enough. Phillip Rivers, for comparison's sake, averaged over 8 yards per pass attempt in this game. And Roethlisberger had the transgression of the interception. Now, in addition, uh, my confidence in the Chargers, I did pick the Chargers, one of my five-star picks, That's a winner. Thank you very much. Send your checks to the Fox Sports Radio Geico Studios here, if you heard last week, with Benny versus the Petty. A new feature, five-star picks. I had the Chargers as one of my five-star picks. Now, that looked misguided. It looked misguided in the first half, and I certainly did not foreshadow the Chargers arising at halftime, waking up and performing in the second half. But they did rise up. They rose to the challenge in the second half. It didn't happen early. They're down by 16 at halftime, and the only score the first half the Chargers got was when the Pittsburgh defense seemingly stopped because they thought the play was going to be blown dead because when the Chargers started prematurely, they didn't call it, and the Chargers scored a touchdown on that play. But that was it. That was it. And so you look at it, the Chargers are like, oh, this is a placement test and they're not going to place very well. They had lost earlier in the year to the Chiefs and the Rams, and they needed this to legitimize all those other wins against a bunch of lightweights and pushovers. Let's be honest here. The Chargers, we've we've goofed on the Texans, and the Texans deserve to be goofed on because they're a fraud, the Houston Texans. They haven't been anybody. Uh, they have had games handed to them early in that, that winning streak, the nine in a row. They're a fraudulent team. The Chargers also, this is their first – legit win for the Chargers. They had they you know, beaten a bunch of teams that are either 500 or below 500, a bunch of bad football teams like Buffalo and the Cardinals and the Raiders and teams like that. So finally the Chargers have a win they can hang their hat on, and they still have to play the, the Bengals. That's a game in Carson, California, at Kansas City, at Arrowhead, the Ravens at home, and they have to play the Broncos to close out the regular season. So, at 9 and 3, the Chargers should do no worse than what? 11 and 5 if they just play 500 the rest of the way. You figure the Bengals and the the, the Bengals is a gimme. The Ravens in Carson, California should be a gimme. The Broncos aren't that good. That's a revenge game. That but that that might be a po- at that point the Chargers might not even try because they'll have everything wrapped up, everything they can get. They will have wrapped up by that particular point. But at the bottom line is they're going at 11-5 at worst here. At worst the rest of the way uh, for the Chargers. And what this shows you, this is an important lesson. We like to think that fans matter, right? That we matter, we care about our teams, a passionate fan base. The Chargers have won nine games. They have one of the top records in the NFL this year. And it shows you that the fan does not matter. The Chargers have by far the smallest fan base in the NFL. The move from San Diego to the soccer stadium in Carson has been a total fiasco. And yet, they are still winning a bunch of games. They have no home field advantage. They have a very small group of people that will travel around and pull for the Chargers. But a very small group. It's irrelevant. You know, you look at teams like the Steelers who have this national fan base and there's Steeler fans everywhere. Did that matter in the fourth quarter when the Steelers were wetting the bed and the Chargers were coming back and they had no fans and the Steelers have all these passionate people? Following? No, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Now, last observation. Mike Tomlin, he's got a team that's got a very nice record. It's Not, not a great record, but a nice record at 7-4-1. But yet... It's a team that has a lot of holes. I right? it's you know, can you get enough glue? can you get the Elmers glue and the scotch tape and patch everything up? James Connor has a, a lower leg injury, although the sound coming out of the Pittsburgh locker room is it does not appear to be that bad but the injuries are piling up the injuries are piling up and uh, that's usually what happens late in the season. The great teams overcome it. The bad teams blame their demise on injury. But the biggest red mark against the Steelers is a defense that was dazed and confused here, especially in the secondary. Phillip Rivers attempted 11 passes, 11 passes that went 10 or more yards in the air, so passes that went 10 or more yards past the line of scrimmage. And he was 9 of 11 on those throws against the Steelers' defense. 9 of 11 on passes that went 10 or more air yards, had 162 yards and two touchdowns. A perfect passer rating for Phillip Rivers against the Pittsburgh defense when throwing the ball 10 plus air yards downfield. So you talk about a defense that is just cracked in places in the secondary for Pittsburgh. They're torn up, they're scratched, they're deformed. That Pittsburgh secondary, it is a toxic brew for Pittsburgh in that defense. And so you figure, hey, the the magical tonic will be the Raiders because everyone can beat the Raiders next week in Oakland. The greatness
4: of the Raiders.
3: But later on, the Steelers still have to play the Patriots. They have to play the Saints. And they close it out with the Bengals. So you're looking at realistically, barring a surprise and – You would say that the Steelers losing at home to the Chargers was a surprise. But the Steelers have seven wins. So you figure if they play it out, do what they're supposed to do, beat the Raiders in Oakland, beat the Bengals at home, that gets you to nine wins. To get to ten wins, they've got to beat either the Patriots at home or win in New Orleans to get to ten wins. Now they got the tie, that Fugazi tie, which is mixed into their schedule. But is there a path for Pittsburgh to get to 10 wins? Which is really like 10 and a half wins because they got the tie. So if they can get to 10 and a half wins and you know, the, the Ravens, the beneficiary of Atlanta having their issues, the Ravens are one game or really a half game behind Pittsburgh because the Ravens don't have a tie, the Steelers have a tie. and you know So it's, it's, it might as well be a full game. But the Ravens have to play at Kansas City. That should be a loss. They still have to play at the Chargers. That should be a loss. So they should lose two more games. So the Steelers, if they just win the two they're supposed to win against the Raiders and against the Bengals, will be all right. They'll be okay because of that tie. They'll end up finishing ahead of the Ravens. There'll be a test on that later. Let's hear from Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, who was asked about some calls. I mentioned that touchdown the Chargers scored in the first half when it looked pretty obvious. The Steelers players thought the play had been blown dead. They stopped hustling. That led to a ch- touchdown for the Bolts. Here's Tomlin on the general state of officiating. there
5: was no explanation other than they missed it. It's unfortunate. Hey, guys, I'm not getting into all of the officiating elements. Why not? inspired and how it was communicated. Why not? not? It's fruitless. It doesn't change the outcome of the game.
3: Yeah, but it's good for talk radio. Can you say something interesting? I got a, a four-hour radio show. I got to fill four hours of talk radio. All right, here's more from uh, Mike Tomlin in general on the issue of the flag.
5: We, we didn't establish rhythm in the beginning of the second half. We had a couple of drives killed by penalties, holding penalties. It's catastrophic. You know, catastrophic. I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut.
3: Why? I'm going to do that because I sent enough money to New York. Yeah. Oh, please. You make plenty of money. You're one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL. You can send some more money. It's a tax write-off. It goes to charity. It does. It's all right. It goes to charity. Not a bad thing. So after halftime, Phillip Rivers had a a near-perfect passer rating in the third quarter. It was 6 of 7 in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter it was 7 of 9, and the Chargers get the outscore the Steelers in that fourth quarter with uh, 18 to 7 in that that late field goal. All right, so we'll talk about all that if you would like as the Steelers and Chargers, uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. It's great. I've noticed with Collinsworth, whatever's going on, He's like, well, we've seen teams co- in the first half. We've seen team come come into Pittsburgh here and they, they think they're going to make a statement and the Steelers put them in their place. And then the second half, he's like, well, we've seen teams come to Pittsburgh and they come back and they make their – he's like, he talked out of both sides of his mouth. Like, what the hell's going on there? We say hello to wreck Ralph or Ralph Broke Sports Radio, a man that actually cares enough to show up to work unlike some other frauds that take time off. What's going on, Wreck-It Ralph? There you are. Oh, my God. I think
6: there might be a problem going forward because now a certain piece of this show has gone on the road with the Chargers and they've won no matter where he's traveled with.
3: Well, he has so much vacation, I wish he would take all of his time off and never show up to work again. The show's fine without him. We don't need him. We're fine. The show was great. a lot of wonderful email last week. Everyone left. Roberto quit on me. Koopa Loop took the night off. Uh, Eddie. And the show has never been better. I was Uh, here. It was so wonderful. That show was a masterpiece. It was an oil painting, that program. It was amazing audio. And so here we are again. And uh, Ralph was, uh, for some reason, come back.
1: I've had to Uh, deal with still dealing with hand, foot, and mouth disease. God forbid.
3: Uh, That's why they have doctors, Roberto. They give you these things called uh, medicine. It's amazing. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? That's contagious, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, that's what they say. You just gotta
1: watch. What your are you doing? Got to come to work, dude. I'm staying in this studio. Oh my. Uh, so I'm the only one that's gonna get effed. You don't talk.
3: You don't touch him. Either. What are you gonna touch him? Yeah, you're you're gonna, gonna my yeah touch give him a Give him a shoulder massage. We're we're what, sharing him the deep deep same deep? air. Who cares? Doesn't matter. He's a he's breathing into the glass. I got a glass wall between me. <laughs> Don't, yeah, turn, don't turn
1: around the whole show, Roberto. Come he on, Coop.
3: Don't around. you have a
6: gas mask I got or something? Hand sanitizer <laughs> in.
3: He's like a Mets pitcher or a Yankees pitcher. He's got foot and mouth disease. I got right a hand out? sanitizer right here. Yeah, there you go. We're, We're good. good. I don't think – didn't Jay <sighs> Happ? I don't think he even went on the disabled list. He had foot no. and mouth disease. He, yeah. didn't, he missed like one start. That's it. All right, right. We'll take your phone calls if you'd like to be part. The number. Oh, I don't know. Am I giving out the number this week? I didn't give out the number last week. At the end of the week, I didn't give out the number. But, you know, if you know the number, call. Oh, we'll see how it goes uh and uh, we'll just we'll play it by ear we'll play it by ear all right anyway we'll take your phone calls also on twitter at ben maller that's at ben maller it can be part of the festivities a very awkward spot a very awkward spot we'll get to that
6: and we will do it next you can heckle the Ben Maller Show on Twitter, an essential part of connecting with Big Ben and other show regulars. It's easy, free to join, and your comments may be heard on the vast Fox Sports Radio network. Do yourself a favor and follow Big Ben at Ben Maller. And, of course, you can follow me, Ralph Irvin, at Ralph Ervin FSR. Cruising down the street in my 6'4". Now back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios and Ben Maller. So while we were away, TMZ got video showing – Kansas,
3: well, former Kansas City Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt involved in a uh, a party gone wrong. It was at an apartment in, in Cleveland, and uh, TMZ had the full video. This happened months ago, and the video showed uh, police talking to a woman who wanted to press charges after the Kareem Hunt incident. Uh, the video shows him uh, slapping at the woman, kicking at the woman there. Everyone seemed completely wasted. Everyone seemed completely wasted in that, uh, and Kansas City after the video came out it was very—it was an all-day situation on on Friday because the video came out, uh, and then the NFL said that Kareem Hunt had been put on the commissioner's exempt list, and then the Chiefs had released him. It was all within the span of a, a few hours once the blank really hit the fan. Right. Once the once the blank really hit the fan, it just all went away. And so there's a lot of this that we don't know now. Kareem Hunt did do an interview, which seemed to me to be the work of a crisis management firm. Hey, uh, you've got to get out in front of this. People will. Some people will forgive you if you ever want to play in the NFL again. You have to sit down. You have to say all of the right things that. Uh, this is a mistake, and I, you know, I, how you know, I made them. They did the right thing, releasing me. All the things you're supposed to say, by the book. And so Kareem Hunt sat down and he did the interview. On it was it, broadcast on Sunday morning, and there was a, uh, you know, th- there was reaction coming in throughout the day. Uh, I did see. Speaking of the Chiefs, now the Chiefs played the Raiders and won, but only by a touchdown, they were two touchdown favorites in that game before Kareem Hunt got released, but the Chiefs won by a touchdown in Oakland, and Patrick Mahomes, see, this is one of those things like, what do you say, because I would assume the position, these guys are friends with each other, they work together, they hang out a lot, that they likely like each other. So Patrick Mahomes said, I saw the stuff that happened, we don't do those things, Mahomes said, of his former teammate, uh, Kareem Hunt, shoving and kicking the uh, woman at the uh, the hotel or apartment. I guess it was where he lives. right? It was an apartment, but it looked like a hotel. It was very confusing. Uh, anyway, so that's what Mahomes said. We don't do those things. So that was a very strong statement. Andy Reid, some of the other people for the Chiefs, uh, they issued some – Andy Reid did not issue support, but some of the other people did. It was one of those awkward uh, situations. Will Kareem Hunt ever play in the NFL again? Uh, The odds on that, no, I don't think they're great. Uh, I would say there's a less than 5% chance that Kareem Hunt plays in the NFL. And the the thing here, first of all, is there's video. And as we've seen in the past, when there's video, it changes everything. You can say, hey, so-and-so happened. This story had been reported. There was an incident, I recall back, you know right around that time it came out, we were talking about we mentioned it. There was no video. The other thing here, the second point, is, now that there is video, was there, is, was there extortion here? Was there an offer? Did Kareem Hunt have the chance to buy the video? There's a legendary story that has gone on for many, many years about Des Bryant, and something happened at a Walmart parking lot, and there was, supposedly was video. Of an incident, if you believe some of the conspiracy theory types, if that video had ever come out, Des Bryant would have never had a career in the NFL from that point forward. But the the story goes that Jerry Jones and the Cowboys bought the video, and the the video's never gotten out. Like, I, I maybe it came out over the weekend, but like I, I, TMZ paid for the video, and right? they pay for these things. TMZ and they have a bankroll; they're being bankrolled by Warner Brothers. They bankroll TMZ. They're the the sugar daddy that gives them the money to buy the video. So the the question is, did Kareem Hunt have a chance to make this disappear and to buy the video? Did he think there was no video? Did he not see the cameras, like not realize there were cameras in the hallways? And if the video had never come out, then clearly this we would not be at this point. He would still be on the team, yeah. He would still be part of the Chiefs. He would have played in the game against the Raiders, and that would have been that. Because just the mere reports of what he did did not lead the Kareem Hunt's demise in Kansas City. It was when the video came out and the Chiefs said, well, he lied to us. Because Tyreek Hill's still on the team. Is, right? Yeah, Tyreek Hill, yeah. Well, he's still with the woman. He he's, uh, was then pregnant, he beat up. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's still and spat on, I believe, also.
3: Did anyone ask Kareem Hunt uh, or, or not Kareem Hunt, Tyreek yeah. Hill, his, yeah, yeah. his thoughts? Probably not. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll press on. We'll take some phone calls here as we go forward and forward and further and further and further and further. If you know the number, you're free to call. We're also available on Twitter at Ben Maller. At Ben Maller. Fun with numbers. Fun with numbers. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Right now, though, Ralph Breaks Sports Radio with the latest.
6: Well, thank you very much, Ben. And it was quite the night in the NFL, quite the Sunday. In fact, the Chargers get a game-winning field goal over Pittsburgh, 33-30. But it is the Chargers, so it took them three tries to actually make that game winner. The 29 yard field goal by Michael Badgley. Philip Rivers did throw for two touchdowns and 299 yards in the win. New England, they held serve at home, beating Minnesota 24 10. Tom Brady, 311 yards in the air. Bill Belichick gets his 250th win as the head coach of the Patriots. Russell Wilson, four touchdown passes. Seattle, easy over San Francisco, 43 16. Patrick Mahomes, also with four scoring throws. Kansas City won in Oakland at 40-33. And Marcus Mariota, game winner to Corey Davis with 36 seconds left. The Titans beat the Jets 26-22. In the NBA, Dallas 114-110 winner over the Clippers. L.A. has their four-game winning streak snapped. They still are tied with Denver, though, atop the Western Conference. DeMar Rosen, 36 points. San Antonio beats Portland 131-118. The Lakers get by Phoenix, 120-96. And your college football playoff, well, it's all set, with Alabama taking on Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl and Clemson and Notre Dame battling in the Cotton Bowl. And, of course, there's really Ben's highlight of the day.
3: 12 seconds remaining in Week 13. Goff on the field in victory formation to take a knee. 30-16 is the final, and the Rams clinch back-to-back division titles for the first time
6: since 1979. 79? Keep in Im- wow, that's a long time ago. Keep in mind, that's when they won seven straight division titles back in the 70s. But, yeah, it's the first time well, since 79.
3: Even though L.A. gets a rap for not caring about the NFL, the Chargers and Rams, 20-4, and four, their combined record. Take that, Giants and Jets and Raiders and
6: And since you're going to
3: give us fun with numbers, you can take that for data. Data? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right, here's the Ben Maller show on Fox as we press on. Well, fun with numbers. people. There's a stat for everything now, and we know that, and you can manipulate statistics in any way you want. The Indianapolis Colts managed to not score. The Indianapolis Colts, with Andrew Luck, returned to glory for Andrew Luck, played... 60 minutes of football in Jacksonville and had bupkis to show at the end of the game. Indianapolis did have more first downs. They did have more total yards than Jacksonville. They only averaged 3.7 yards per play. That's embarrassing, but here's the fun with numbers. The Colts became the first team this year to have three players get eight or more catches. But, again, they did not score a point in the game in Jacksonville, but they had three players record eight or more catches. There have been 27 teams in the history of the National Football League that have had three or more players make eight-plus catches in a game. The only team to lose the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. That has been a formula where if you get that many players with eight or more receptions, you're going to win. And Eric Ebron, Hilton, uh, Hines all had more than eight receptions. And they still lost the game. They still lost the game against Jacksonville, who was not even supposed to be trying with Cody Kessler. They ran the same offense they were running at the end with Blake Bortles, except this time it worked. It worked. You, you You can win. With 150 yards passing, when your defense is amazing, but it's not a formula that is something that will work consistently over the long haul. You can win a you know, spot here and there, you can win a game that way, but it's not something that has staying power. Like Denver is winning some games right now, and Case Keenum sucks. He's terrible blows, and eventually the Broncos will, will are going to fall by the wayside because that's not a formula that has sustainability. You can win, again, sporadically, but you're not going to be able to consistently win with that lack of production out of the quarterback position. All right, it's Ben Maller's show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Mr. Wonderful says, regarding Kareem Hunt as a proud Ohioan, Mr. Wonderful points out, I can tell you nothing good ever comes out of a trip to Cleveland unless it was LeBron James related. Well, I have been to Cleveland, Mr. Wonderful, before. and my experience in Cleveland, I spent a lot of time at the hotel and at the ballpark, and I didn't go out and do much. There was that, that downtown mall I went to, but when I got back, I was so sick after i went to cleveland cuz i'd gone to it was uh, years ago in the world series and the it was miami and cleveland and it was like 87 88 degrees in miami and humid and then in cleveland it was uh, snowing and in the 30s <laughs> and i got so sick after that so so sick wasn't it so, snowing during one of the uh, games in that uh, that world series i believe it was oh uh, yeah i was i was uh, i was at that game yeah and i sat in the outfield in that world series because I didn't want to go inside. All the other media people were inside watching on television because it was snowing, <laughs> and I said no. And I didn't, I didn't go to the World Series again for like 20 years until the Dodgers started going to the World Series every year and losing, but I, at least I got to go again. But that, I thought, I'll never go again. I got to go to the World Series. I got to sit outside in the snow. Yeah, I watched the Marlins and Indians play uh, several innings in snow. It was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I would say Kareem Hunt is innocent until proven
1: guilty in a court of law, Big Ben. Nothing to do with him with him being on my fantasy team or anything. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh well, well, uh, like watching the the video, uh, the fact that the NFL, I I love these NFL investigations. The that is the I we've investigated this. You know what the NFL investigation is? Is their video? Is it going to get out? (laughs) That's our investigation. They have all these lawyers on retainer. The NFL, they got (laughs) law firms on retainer at the National Football League, and their investigation is pretty much. What does Harvey Levin buy? What kind of video does he buy? What pops up? The Ray Rice video? T M Z paid for that. Yeah, who has Bam. more money, T
1: M Z or the NFL? Well, yeah, Warner like-
3: well, Warner Brothers is banking TMZ, so they got you know, the oh, Warner right, Brothers yeah. money. They got plenty of money there. Plenty of cash. Let's go to Macaroni Fats, who's in Pennsylvania. We'll find out how his gambling went. Hello, Macaroni Fats.
7: Hey Ben, how you doing? Hey uh I don't I don't get it with these NFL players. They they are uh, they know that they're being videotaped like pretty much twenty four seven if they're out in public. Now, re reason why I called is about this uh Jerry Hughes, the the offensive lineman from Buffalo. He went off on this referee in the in the tunnel going back to the locker room today. They have it on videotape. And five minutes after he does this, he denies it ever actually happened.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not, a, not a, you're talking about Jerry Hughes. You're not, he's not a lineman. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. He, he was upset because he claimed an official called him a biatch, and that offended him and his sensibilities because he said he was not a female dog, and he was very upset by that. And so, uh, yeah, I, I saw the videos. Great. And, and yeah, you're right. And then in the, he was all dressed up. He had his you know Sunday church clothes on, and he just denied everything. It was great. It was, all, it was outstanding. He's, his words, to the official's were, You called me a biatch. I'll catch you. I'll catch you. He shouted at the referees. That was that was solid. Yeah. It was very entertaining. I enjoyed that. And then and then he was very calm after. He said, like, I don't recall that. <laughs> <laughs>
7: I got one more one more question <laughs> to ask you. What? What do you want? Who, did, um, who is Central Florida going to play in
3: their bowl game? Uh, who cares? What do you want? You're going to break down up. this. There's two bowl games. There's three bowl games that matter. Two of them we know the matchups. The last one we the winners will play. Who cares? How dare you? Are you gonna bet on it. What's wrong with you? All right. Well, press on. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You know the bowl games. Bowl games go on when I am on mandated time off, so I don't care. <laughs> Enjoy. Right? Watch your all your bowl games. Knock yourself out. Have a, have a wonderful time. Here's the Who Am I game. Odell Beckham Jr. Became the first non-quarterback with multiple passing touchdowns in a season since me. Again, Odell Beckham Jr. Became the first non-quarterback with multiple touchdowns passing touchdowns in a season since me. Who am
6: I? The answer, we'll get to that, and Warrior Calls will do it next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of this as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends most of whom will ignore us. Please take a second to like our page at Ben Maller Show on Facebook. Now back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios and Ben Maller. All right, here's the Who Am I game,
3: and uh, away we go. Odell Beckham Jr., the first non-quarterback with multiple passing touchdowns in a season since me. Just Josh is going with Tiny Tim. The Cowboy Killer says it has to be Weed Man Hippie's Nervous Breakdown. Well, that's a good guess. Uh, Who else do we have? Bo Jackson, tossed out by Will. Blake Bortles from from J. Ryan. Uh, Who else? Page down, uh, page down. uh, Let's see here. Can't read that. Napoleon Dynamite, guessed by somebody. Uh, Ariana Grande from The Little Troller. uh, I Am Hip from Cardiac Stanley. Clubber Lang, tossed out by Ernie in Michigan. Mike from the LBC, clearly not cheating, is going with Ladanian Tomlinson. Ted Bundy from William, he says the ex-Washington Husky. Bugs Bunny from Jiggy. Who else? Walter Payton, tossed out by Brad. The Galloping Ghost, Red Grange from the Midnight Walker. The great Samuel Adams from the Rio Martin. All right, do you have an answer, Ralph? Cliff Branch. Cliff Branch. All right. Is it Cliff Branch? No, it's not Cliff Branch. The correct answer, that would be Antoine Randall-L in the 2010 season. Antoine Randall-L back in 2010, eight years ago. Where have you gone, Antoine Randall-L? Let's go to Real Talk in New York City, the reigning caller of the year on the Ben Maller Show. A great opportunist, someone that takes advantage, doesn't beg for freebies. We respect that.
0: Yo, fam, I'm on the mic, baby. We're keep the music poppin'. I'm about pop to rip it. Y'all Yo, you really like my cars. I don't care, homie. You wanna fuck me in the streets? I don't care, homie. Cause I was lunch in the air. Now I'm in everywhere. I don't care, homie. And I don't care. And if you don't like my cars, I don't care, homie. You wanna talk about my squad? I don't care, homie. Cause I was once in the rear. Now I'm calling over here. And I don't care, homie. And I don't care. And I can't see, homie, but I can smell, homie. And I can tell the hell a coochie in the air, homie. I'm about to smack the dude right off a chair, homie. <laughs> Rampage like a motherfucking bear, homie. Do you hear, homie? Or are you dare, homie? i showed showing up the whole squad, oh, you scared, homie. I got bullets, I got guns, I can share, homie. Everyone was there but disappeared, homie. Did you dare, homie. Hey, ain't homie. I gave you one damn morning, not be rare, homie. Make, make it stop. I'm can you, can you, you the button, stop button? button. Bear, homie. You can't hit the stop, stop button? Mark, stop He's and stop freestyling. A bear, homie. And if you really He's want still going. Real, He's... Care, homie. Yeah. But,
3: Aren't you supposed well, to have a take? That was his take. You didn't appreciate that artistic ability by real talk? You did not appreciate that?
6: You know, m- rhyming a homie with homie is uh, not a skill. Let's see you do it. You like the you you claim to like that style of music. Go ahead, let's see what you got. Go ahead. You wanted to see what I have, homie. Now you know what I have, homie. That's yeah. what I have, homie. That's pop culture. <laughs> there you go. No, you do it. You're just mimicking his act. That's real talk's material. There. Don't come up with your own material. That was not bad material. job by you. That no. was that was cheap cotton. If it, if it was material.
1: Yeah, that really? was a that was a very good. Wrapping bite. Real
3: talk there. Apologize, Ralph, for that. Are you going to let that kind of float out there? It's out there. Wow. All right, let's get to it. It's the NBA pick 'em. Now, uh, I'm, Coop obviously did not pay attention because if he did, he's giving us the wrong list. So I actually won the pick 'em. You did? Yes, uh, at the end of last week. Because you remember, Ralph. Wasn't listening, but uh, we had some very interesting picks on that. But uh, so the order was me, no, what are you talking Ralph, about, Ralph? And the, it's not over, the NFL pick-em's no, still we goes- did, we did a pick on Thursday. And uh, I won. So yeah, I The NFL, I, the NFL go ahead, pickup going, goes yeah. with Monday will, Night Football. What are you talking I will about? Go first. I no, you,
1: first you're not pick. going first. I'm I making have the first pick. pick. I have Russell Westbrook. No, I'm
3: making the first Russell pick. Russell Westbrook. I, you're so, incorrect. You're not no. having the first pick. Yes, I I'm am. Picking. What are you I'm, talking about? We I'm, always I'm, do it I'm, this no, way. We, we don't use the same order as the NFL pick-up. We do not do it this way. We changed him. No, we did not change it. I have Westbrook. Roberto, you're up next. I made a change. Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. Ben? I am not now playing the pick. Your your pick? I'm not playing the pick. You can't just change the rules all of a a sudden. You you weren't here. I changed the rules. That's how it works. No, you and Roberto weren't here. We're not playing the pick. That's it. The pick'em's over. We're not doing the pick'em. And, uh, you know, take some more time off. Why don't you do, okay? that We changed the damn rules last week. And these morons, think about the balls. This guy comes in here, two-bit producer, and changes the rules. He, he wants to change it the way it was. We changed the rules last week. Got a murder. Got to go. It's ridiculous.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
3: iHeartRadio app. Change at Lambo. Well, we figured it would happen eventually, but not, not after the events on Sunday. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Seemed like the schedule gods had calmed down for the Green Bay Packers. All they had to do was just take care of business. A couple of gimmies. A couple of gimmies at home. A place the Packers had not had too many issues. And certainly uh, the Arizona Cardinals, a gutless, spineless football team, would provide no resistance at all for Green Bay unless they did. Unless they did. And the Packers, who played miserably despite despite the opposition, they played down and below the level of the opponent, and they still had a chance to force overtime. Mason Crosby had a 49-yard field goal to send the game into overtime as time expired. No good. And the Cardinals... Get a stunning, shocking, mind-blowing 20-17 victory over the Packers. They were two touchdown underdogs on a chilly day at Lambeau Field. And so Green Bay on the wrong end of a field goal loss. So they dropped to 4-7-1. And And the free-falling Packers have lost three straight, five of their last six, and the argument, the main selling point the stockholders of Green Bay had was, well, they lost to a bunch of good teams. That, yeah, the Packers had had a record that was not sexy, but you're playing the Rams and you're playing the Patriots and all these teams, and these are playoff-worthy teams, uh, teams like Minnesota— Teams are going to go to the playoffs or on the fringes of the playoffs. Well, that, that's tough, but now the Packers would fatten up against a bunch of weak teams. Oh, yeah? Uh, so that means the Packers now will be missing the postseason for the second consecutive year. There will be no playoffs for Green Bay. They're the 11th seed. Only the top six get in, and there are a bunch of teams that have a better record than the Green Bay Packers. So, while they have not officially been eliminated from playoff contention, for all intents and purposes, they are done skis. See you later. Goodbye. No playoffs. So what does it mean? It means that Mike McCarthy is out of work. After he addressed reporters, the Green Bay Packers coach, he had talked to the media and then was fired. He was taken to a side room and given the axe. No longer the coach of the the Green Bay Packers, and so I wanted to talk about this. Now, the question, and I think it's a rhetorical question, but we'll ask it anyway, is Aaron Rodgers responsible for Mike McCarthy's demise as coach of the Packers? The only right answer is yes, absolutely, 100% Aaron Rodgers is responsible for this. Now, the Packers as a team did not play well, but this is the direct result. The hands, the fingerprints... The DNA evidence all points back to Aaron Rodgers. You've got divided dog food and muscle. You've got those three things, and we will tie them all together. Now, number one, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, the word to describe this relationship, on the outside looking in, hostility. Aaron Rodgers had hostility for Mike McCarthy. It has been that way for a good amount of time, and it had become personal. But you lose at home as a 14-point favorite against a woebegone, pathetic franchise like the Cardinals, that gave the front office clearance to pull the trigger here and say, get out of here. But this had to have the blessing of Aaron Rodgers, number 12. He used his influence to help get Mike McCarthy out as coach of the Packers. Every man, woman, and child knows what's going on in Green Bay. This was a personal beef. Rodgers did not have McCarthy's back. He treated the Packers coach like he treats his parents. Right? Aaron Rodgers treats his parents like crap. He treated McCarthy like crap. You could see in the body language, Aaron Rodgers never publicly endorsed Mike McCarthy. Now, you could argue that McCarthy did not deserve to be publicly endorsed. He never said, Rodgers, that he wanted McCarthy to keep his job. Even when things were going well and people would question whether or not McCarthy should be the Packers coach because he'd been there for so long and all that. But Rodgers did not publicly support McCarthy. There was a chip on his shoulder in news conferences. Body language experts, and we practice body language art here on the radio on a regular occurrence it was a field day looking at the body language Rodgers always seemed to be annoyed uh, at coaching decisions during games the rolling of the eyes the shoulder shrugs all of that and that was in the public theater imagine what happened behind closed doors there like it was likely just the tip of the spear here so we're talking about the Packers but the relationship between Rodgers and Mike McCarthy a house Divided. Now the second thing, the second thing, then you have the on field element to performance. Rodgers has not been making the plays he has made in the past. And rather, rather than make uh, the uh, million excuses for Aaron Rodgers, we'll keep things real here. Now, there's a lot of great defenders and apologists and lapdogs of Aaron Rodgers. When you watch the Packers, if you look at the numbers, it doesn't look terrible. Broadcasters love to rhapsodize about the magical skills of the Packers quarterback. He can do nothing wrong. Aaron Rodgers can make all of the throws, and yet, in this stretch of rotten football, which cost Mike McCarthy his job in part, and also because Rodgers didn't like him, three straight losses, five of six losses, the numbers don't look horrible for Aaron Rodgers. To the untrained, uneducated fan, they say, well, Rodgers is having a career year as far as the touchdown to interception ratio. But, when you pull back the curtain, Aaron Rodgers has been providing mostly dog food results. Like, And what do I mean by that? The Packers are averaging in this last five-game stretch uh, 6.8 yards per pass attempt. That is insanity when everyone talks about Aaron Rodgers being God's gift to the quarterback position. That is below average. And that stretch includes some very ordinary pass defenses like the Cardinals and the Miami Dolphins, who the pay the uh, and, and the Patriots were in there as well, but the Dolphins and Cardinals, who the the Packers played here, and the the rock bottom was the Cardinals. The the Packer offense averaged four point seven yards per attempt on Sunday, and the Arizona defense had allowed seven point three yards per attempt on the road. Uh, this season they were they were bad. I mean, Bob, that's not. I, I thought it was actually worse than that. Those numbers are horrific, but that's still seven point three. The Packers averaged four point seven yards per attempt, and that was the same Cardinals defense that allowed Philip Rivers to go twenty-eight of twenty-nine last week with three touchdowns and no interceptions. They they quit. They released Arizona two of their starting players in that game against the Chargers because they were. Guilty of insubordination. They weren't trying. And it's a warm weather. It's a dome team that was going into wintry Green Bay at the start of the game. It was in the 30s. There was some light snow. Not a blizzard, but certainly not Glendale, Arizona weather. And Josh Rosen, we thought he would suck in the cold weather. He was terrible. He was really bad. He had 149 yards passing. Completed 42% of his passes. Had no touchdowns. And still... Made the big play in this game. He found Larry Fitzgerald. If you watch the game, you know it was a uh, late fourth quarter situation, third and 23, late in the fourth quarter. And Rodgers, or Rosen rather, found Larry Fitzgerald, and that set up the game winning field goal. But I want to circle back. Now, I mentioned that Aaron Rodgers is on pace to set an NFL record for the lowest interception percentage in a season over a full year. He's on pace to do it this year. Uh, and he's so hyper-focused, Aaron Rodgers, on avoiding interceptions that it's actually hurting the Green Bay Packers' offense. Now, what do I mean by that? Right? It's it's his seemingly his sole focus here, and it's a trivial record in the big picture. Occasionally, you have to take risks. If you're always trying to make the safe throw, that's not the wise decision. There's a, there's this fine balance playing quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers has been so overly paranoid about not throwing interceptions, it's actually hurt the Green Bay Packers offense. It's done more harm than good. And, and far too often in third-down situations in particular, Aaron Rodgers has made the incorrect decision. He's thrown passes that were incomplete or he's completed passes short of the first-down marker. He's taken sacks in order to avoid throwing passes that could be intercepted. And it's handcuffed the Packers' offense. And he, he hasn't been making plays that he had made in the past and say, well, why is that? Like, why, why is this so important to Aaron Rodgers, this touchdown to interception record, which he's got a chance to do? Now, the last point here Aaron Rodgers' birthday was on Sunday. He's 35 years old, which is three years removed from his athletic prime. And he's not going anywhere. Green Bay is fully invested in the Aaron Rodgers business. In fact, they just handed him $98 million in guaranteed money, over $98 million. And so he's the one calling the shots. He's got all the muscle. And as a result, Mike McCarthy, that and the fact that other things were a problem, but it was mainly the blessing of Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy is out of work. The the team has has been bad. It's been depressing. But this is, again, the work of Aaron Rodgers. Typically Green Bay, they would have waited until the end of the season, and then they would have had a couple of meetings, and they McCarthy would have had a chance to talk his way back into the job. That's how buttoned up and conservative they are at Lambeau Field. Now Joe Philbin takes over for the final stretch Who? of games, and he gets the, the Packers gig. Uh, does he get a permanent chance to coach the Green Bay Packers, probably not, the old Miami Dolphin coach, and it whoever gets the job is going to be the person, that the job interview for for Green Bay Packers coach is going to go like this. Everyone will go into a room, Aaron Rodgers will then take his shoes off, he will then take his socks off, he will then put his feet on the table, and whichever candidate sucks his big toe the best will be given the head coaching job of the Green Bay Packers. That's how it's going to work. Relax. Toe-sucking 101. <laughs> it is going to be someone that guzzles Aaron Rodgers' Kool-Aid. One of his confidants is going to get the job, which means someone like Jeff Tedford, who briefly was an NFL assistant, but coach, Never heard of him. coached Aaron Rodgers at Cal and is currently at Fresno State. Jeff Tedford could be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. He's got a legit chance. You'll hear the same names recycled. Josh McDaniels, the Patriots offensive coordinator who turned down Indianapolis last year in the offseason. He has a chance. John D. Filippo, the Vikings offensive coordinator, Matt LaFleur of the Titans, those guys will the same names that get mentioned for every one of these jobs. Well, we mentioned for the Green Bay Packers job. But it's different now. The Packers' job had always been one of great security like the Pittsburgh Steelers because you keep that job for a very long time. It's different in Green Bay. It's different in Pittsburgh. But now with Aaron Rodgers there, as long as you keep Aaron Rodgers for his final handful of years as a quarterback, if you can keep him happy and pacify Aaron Rodgers, you'll be okay. That, that this is now going to be the new frontier for the Green Bay Packers. Here's uh, some of the commentary following the game. Now, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy both spoke before Mike McCarthy was fired as coach of the Packers. But here's Aaron Rodgers commenting on the Packers' pathetic performance all year. I haven't
8: played very well. You know, we've uh, put up some yards at times and taken care of football pretty well. But, you know, we all take part in in the uh, disappointments and and the failures that we've had this season. You know, we've had a number of uh, opportunities. You know, it's not like we're getting blown out in a bunch of games. We're in games, even when it's not looking great. It was ugly at times today, but we're in the game.
3: Yeah. Well, that was a very robotic answer by a machine-like uh, from Aaron Rodgers, the cadence of Rodgers. But that's also one of the great mistakes that people make that say, well, we're in a lot of games. Bad teams lose close games that just because the Green Bay Packers happen to be in a lot of games my analysis is that doesn't mean they're close to being a good team that just means they're a bad team cuz most NFL games even the the bad teams don't get boat raced every week week after week like even the terrible teams in the NFL whoever you think the worst team the worst of the worst is they're they're in games not all the time, but in a lot of games. Like Arizona Cardinals are terrible. They're, they're uh, a three-win team after they beat the, the Green Bay Packers. They lost a the game to the Seahawks by a field goal. The greatness
5: uh, of
4: the
3: Raiders. They had a, a two-point loss to the Raiders. Uh, they've, uh, some of their wins have been close. I think most of their games have been uh, – the wins have all been relatively close, if I remember correctly. And, and so they haven't been, been blown out. They lost a the game to Chicago by two points. The Cardinals lost by two points to the to the Bears back in week three. Does that mean that the Cardinals are close to being a good team? No, they suck. So it's uh, one of the mistakes that, that Aaron Rodgers makes. Good teams win close games. Bad teams lose close games. The Packers are a bad football team. Like the Rams are a good football team because the Rams have won some close games this year. They, they beat Kansas City. Uh, that wild Monday night game. They I mean, beat them by less than one possession. Beat Seattle by less than one possession. Beat Green Bay by less than one possession. I mean, go through the list. Good teams end up winning the close games. The bad teams end up losing uh, the close games. Mike McCarthy, before moments before he was fired and he didn't really know what to
6: do. I'm not going to act like I, I know... What the hell I'm going to do tomorrow when, when they when they get in here? So we're you're going to, not going, we're going to, in there. We're going to do what we always do. We're going to represent the Packers the right way. I, I know that. So no, you're other not. Than that, We'll we'll focus on what's in front of us.
3: You're actually going to go to human resources. Is what you're going to do, and they'll give you a nice, uh, nice severance package. They'll take care of you very nicely. All right, it is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We'll take your phone calls if you know the number. Now, if you're listening on Sirius Satellite Radio, you have an advantage because the numbers on your screen on most of the Sirius. XM Satellite Radio is there. You can see the number right there. If not, it's easy to find the number. But we've had better luck not giving out the number. So we'll, we'll dive right in. Let's take some phone calls here. Ralph has nothing to say anyway. Let's go to Real Talk, who's cashing a golden ticket. I had no idea he had a golden ticket, but he's got a golden ticket, and he's cashing it right now. And we go, go, go back to, to New team. York City. Hello, Real Talk. I
0: go. Okay, I love it. Do, 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 do. Oh, what up, Ben, my dude?
3: Well, Ralph did not like your uh, freestyle <laughs> efforts last hour. He, he took some shots at you. Would you like to rebut Ralph's assault?
0: Yeah, man, that's, that's the reason I called up, man. Ralph, I thought you was my dude, man. Why you cut my neck like that? You know, Ralph, are we going are we, are we to have to do an eight-mile then? me and Ralph, eight-mile style? I back think, and forth? Yeah,
3: I think you might have to. I think you might have to. Because you, you have to get some smelling salts to wake Ralph up, but if you do that, I'd have more power to you. Okay,
0: yeah. I'll get you. I'll get you next time, Ralph. I don't want to. I don't want to get you. I don't. I don't want to just uh, you know, uh, jump you. I will get you next time you show up on the show. You feel me, Ralph? Well,
3: it might be tomorrow. You never know. Eddie <laughs> takes a lot of vacation. He might not come back. Hey. You know, it might be it. Yes. What?
0: Hey, ben, before I forget, so I remember in the beginning of the college season, you and I had a little bet. We picked who were going to be the top four teams. Yeah. That were going to be in the championship. Now you said Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and LSU. And I said Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Yeah, and one of us got more teams in.
3: Which, which I don't know. I'm bad at math. Now, using mal and math, I had Alabama, so I, I feel like I won because <laughs> I had Alabama. And I, I, think if I remember correctly, I said Alabama, and it doesn't matter who else because that's Alabama's going to win the championship. And they, that, that is an accurate statement. They are going to win the championship.
0: Ben, how do you always beat me with your logic? Because I can't, I can't, I yeah.
3: can't see. That. Well, no, I just, I, I mean, I was like, it doesn't really matter who the other three teams are, as long as I have mm-hmm, Alabama, mm-hmm. I'm good with Alabama.
0: Hey Ben, are you, you going to give a special shout out to George Bush this tonight? You gonna give a four a twelve guns? Well, today is not the well today to is
3: not the National Day of Mourning, but I uh, we will uh, two days from now we have the National Day of Mourning in the.
0: It's yes. awesome because my one of my friends he works for the post office and no federal employees have to work
3: that day. so <laughs> It's, <all> right. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the little things in life that you look forward to. I well, I have a friend of mine that works at the uh, the uh, Internal Revenue Service. I'm guessing he's off as well. He, he's probably now he's a big Democrat. That guy, so he's probably he'll become a Republican that day. Uh, he'll be a big fan. Uh, yes, sir. Yes. yes, sir. Absolutely. A free day off. Of work. so employees. Best
0: the beats to George Bush. Hey Ben, have a great week, man
3: you guys. All right, so there you Rob, go. I'll
0: see you next time, Rob. Yeah. Five, you All, right. Mike
3: Mike. All right, he's still not awake, so it's okay. He's still, he's still snoozing over there. There it is. The Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll press on and do the Peterman. Do the Peterman. We'll get to
6: that and we will do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio. We need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Do it now. More of the general insanity, though, coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios and Ben Maller.
3: We'll have Maller of the third degree coming up in a little bit. Ernie in Michigan says, Ben, seriously, what right-minded coach would go to Green Bay, the uh, team on a steep downturn, and have to deal with the drama queen? And I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, not Danica Patrick. But maybe Rodgers can go all LeBron and become the Packer coach, GM, and still play. Yeah, it's not a great job. Like, the Packer job is not a great job because of Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a declining player who apparently has all the muscle in the world as the face of the Green Bay Packers. And there's a lot of scaredy cats who are afraid of putting the kibosh on Aaron Rodgers. So I would not say that's a great job. It's not. The Packers aren't loaded. They don't spend a lot of money in free agency. They never have operated that way. You pretty much, if you draft players, that's the only way to build the roster, that and, and rejects. Uh, here's, uh, here's one that says uh, toe sucking is a prerequisite to be the Green Bay Packers head coach. I am submitting my resume now, signed Rex Ryan. Yeah, why not? Sexy Rexy. Put him there in, in Green Bay. He does know a lot about feet. He, he's a very—he's a good guy with feet and and toe sucking and all that. He's an expert, salute. All right, to the phones we go, and uh, Jason in Ottawa. Now, if Jason does a CFL report, I'm going to hang up on him. But he's cashing a golden ticket. Hello, Jason in Ottawa. Good morning, Ben. No, uh,
4: no CFL today. Yeah, right. um,
3: Thank God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes.
4: <laughs> now, Ben, I've had a glorious long run as the Balderdash champion. And you know what? The thing I'm proud of most is I haven't used a lifeline since July. Now, I barely survived the trucker a few weeks ago. However, I went back and listened last Friday. Yes, uh, Vince. I, I uh, Vince uh,
3: now, let me point out. Now, Vince uh, was in here last week, and Vince, like all the producing staff, is terrible at math uh, and apparently did not under- either did not know math, basic math, or did not understand the concept of when a question is answered incorrectly that points are deducted. On right. balderdash, and so yes, I uh, several people messaged me over the weekend saying that this was a quiz show level scandal, that this was a rigged deal. I was completely blindsided by this, uh, but you went back and heard it uh, yourself, there, Jason. Are you now admitting that you were defeated? Well, what,
4: at the very, at the very, at the very least, he tied me, and he possibly did beat me. Now, so what I'm proposing is he deserves a rematch. It's yeah. one of those things, right? Like a boxing match, maybe the the wrong guy was declared the winner by the judges. Then you have the rematch, right? So he did a good job. I believe it was John or Chris in Vegas. So I, I'm giving him the rematch on Friday, and let's let's settle this uh, once and for all. Okay. So he works and at the he works match.
3: at the Golden Nugget in Vegas, and so if, Which I've been to, yeah, yeah, it's a fine establishment. Very seedy part of Vegas. The uh, that part, Old Vegas, the uh, just wonderful. Fremont Street, the Fremont experience, which is just experiencing the worst of Venice Beach, South Beach, all tossed in the one giant pit uh, of humanity. So, yeah, if, if John wants to call up next at the end of the week, we'll have a rematch. I'm I'm completely okay with that, Jace. I'm glad. And, and look at that, Jace. You're man enough to call up and say yep. there was something wrong here. We must correct yep. the wrong
4: Absolutely. I, I'm I'm ultra-competitive, but I believe in fair. I would never cheat, and I always believe in fair play. And if I would in fair and square, then so be it. So, uh, yes, I, I, I'd i like to do the right thing
3: here. All right, right. You thank you, Jason. All right, yeah, there we go. So we'll have the rematch on Friday. Right. So a friend of mine points out, we we talked earlier about the Chargers and their victory over the Steelers in the Sunday night game, and a friend points out that this is the greatest – moment this century for the Charger franchise. A random Sunday night game in week 13 is the greatest achievement this century for the Charger franchise, which is uh, tremendously embarrassing, humiliating, emasculating, and pathetic. But that is accurate, that a week 13 win against a Steeler team, which is not a great Steeler team. It's a good Steeler team, but not a great team. But that is the great accomplishment of the Charger franchise. So there it is. Magical. Just magical. This portion of the show brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. We have Maller to the third degree. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment. Uh, we'll, we'll do it a little early. Let's see how it goes. A little earlier here. Change it up a little bit. We'll get to that from the Geico Studios right now, though. Wreck it, Ralph, to give you the latest.
6: Well, first, I'll give you the previous. Yeah, it was a screwed up uh, addition job on Friday. He lost.
3: Who's he? And ask your pronouns. Who's he?
6: Excuse me. We had a winner from Vegas. How's that?
3: What's his name?
6: Uh, John, I believe. What's the guy who's who lost? Uh, Jason. Right. That's pronouns. Okay. But he lost. Well, he called up and admitted to it. Yeah, well, he shouldn't get a rematch. he just take the L. Move on. Well, no, because Vince gave him the win, so there's controversy.
3: So he was declared the winner by Vince, the biased judge, and so now there's an opportunity to have a rematch. Shameful. Not shameful.
6: Well, it's a shameful shameful match. No,
3: shameful would have not been calling up and admitting, hey, there was an injustice here and just gone on. And Jason, to his credit, a good Canadian lad, Jason just realized, hey, wait a minute. I have something wrong here, and I'm going to correct it. But, Ben, you must admit the math was shameful. It's not that hard. Vince had one job, was to do the math. I
6: I gave him the opportunity. I can't keep
3: track of that. All right,
6: go ahead. You know who couldn't do the math? Well, that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers because... They failed on one, two, even three times of staying onside. They lose to the Chargers 33-30 on a game-winning field goal from just 29 yards out again after multiple offsides penalties. Kansas City four touchdown passes they win in Oakland 40 to 33 Patrick Mahomes continues his great season Marcus Mariota with a game winning touchdown to Corey Davis with 36 seconds left lifts Tennessee past the New York Jets 26-22 Bill Belichick has 250 career wins with the Patriots as they beat Minnesota 24 You know he was 10. about
3: to be fired as coach of the Patriots you know the the backstory on that right you remember when before Tom Brady did his thing Belichick was five and fourteen as coach of the Patriots, with Drew Bledsoe as his quarterback. And if Bledsoe hadn't gotten hurt, the expectation was that Belichick was going to be relieved in a couple of weeks, if not after that game against the Jets, when Brady came in. And yeah, well, there you go. From I'd... five and fourteen to the greatest coach in the history of pro football.
6: Well, that that's kind of how it happens sometimes. Good tip. That I will do. Alabama facing Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl. Clemson and Notre Dame will battle in the Cotton Bowl. That is your semifinals of the college football playoffs. And on the NBA hardwood, DeMar DeRozan had 36 points. San Antonio wins 131-118 over Portland. Dallas ends the Clippers' four-game win streak, 114-110. LA still tied with Denver atop
3: the Western Conference. Patrick Beverly lost it. The Clipper guard lost it there because some fan was talking about his mom. And Beverly threw the ball at the Maverick fan. You're not supposed to do that.
6: That happens sometimes. You know, somebody talks about a mom and somebody becomes a rhino and charges into the studio.
3: Wow. That's true. You you did the same thing. You pulled the Beverly. Or Beverly pulled the rhino Ralph. There you go. You came in here in a clear act of uh, rebellion. It was ridiculous, man.
6: It was an assertion of dominance is what it was.
3: But my thing with Beverly, though, is aren't guys like in the NBA supposed to pretend like they don't hear the crowd and like... You're not supposed to admit that. Well, isn't that going to encourage everywhere the Clippers go now? People are going to be chanting about Patrick Beverly's mom. Isn't that what's going to It's the same thing with Durant. When Durant snapped and he got upset with the, well, except the that It was in Dallas, too. The same thing. It was in Dallas. These hoodlum Maverick fans. Ban the
6: Maverick fans. There you go. There you go. Ben, back to you. Thank you.
3: All right, it's Ben Miller show as we press on from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Nashville Danny was offended. He says you talk way too much blank about Venice Beach. Yeah. Cuz Danny like Danny's from Nashville, but he's come to LA quite a bit to visit and he likes Venice Beach. Yeah, Venice Beach is ghetto. Venice Beach is like isn't more of like a I haven't been there in a while so maybe yeah. it's like a tourist thing now it's yeah, like, it's all very touristy it's yeah. like when I used to go to New York years ago and I would go to Times Square and there were peep shows all over Times Square now it's like Disneyland you know it's a tourist place and there's shopping and and you know, things for kids to do and all that stuff but back in the old days it was seedy you know prostitution drugs uh, I mean out of all the beaches
1: I would say yeah that's like it's like the most ghetto out of all Venice the, Beach is yeah, in yeah, L A the most yeah. ghetto. Probably, yeah. think so?
3: You go to Santa Monica next door. Santa Monica's Santa Monica? nicer, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, you throw like, if Vegas, Fremont Street is what Venice used to be. I don't know, maybe it still is. And like, Times Square used to be, South Beach, you know, all of that. All all mixed together in a nice, wonderful goulash. Uh, it's not- I mean, Hollywood. Hollywood's kind of- Hollywood itself is kind of crazy. Have you have you gone to Hollywood lately, man? I used to live in Hollywood. I've not. Well, I drive through there every once in a while. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Well, part of it is. Yeah, yeah it's part. It's it's. Go down a couple of blocks. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, this Porsche show brought to you by Discover Car. We treat you like you treat you. And it's uh, let's do. Why don't we do the third degree real quick? Let's get to that. Here we go. Let's do it. Right it's
4: right. Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Hey. This. Is when Big Ben gets grilled.
3: Is it Eric Areek? I think he wants to be called Reek in Minnesota. Anyway, he wanted he Jason in Ottawa and Kid Caller Antonio. It is Mallard to the third degree in the Koopaloo.
1: Now, a new report is saying that the Giants are unlikely to trade Madison Bumgarner. Ben, do you think that the Giants are just trying to up the price on him? Well, I don't believe the report.
3: Like... I don't believe – the question is trying to trade. This was an unnamed source. I saw the story over the weekend. An unnamed source. Uh, The Giants aren't trying to trade uh, or unlikely to trade or not trying to trade. It's semantics. It's a game of semantics. The winter meetings are still a little ways away. And so once those get going, first of all, later this month, there will be several more plot twists with Madison Bumgardner. He's under contract for only one more year. At his age and with his velocity the where it is, considering the Giants are not going to catch the Dodgers next season in the National League West, it would make sense to trade if you're the Giants' Madison Bumgarner because he's not going to be around uh, long term. You think he's going to get more money from the Yankees or the Red Sox or somewhere like that. The other thing to remember with the trade speculation is Corey Kluber is the next big-name pitcher who's going to change teams. That could happen before the winter meetings. Cleveland's going to trade him, whether it be to the Mets or the Dodgers or somebody else. And then after Kluber goes, Madison Bumgarner is next on the list. And so San Francisco is going to stink again in 2019. It makes sense to trade him. Now the other option is to wait until the trade deadline, July 31st, and then keep him for half a year and then trade him and, and try to get some desperate team at the trade deadline to give up too much. But at some point, the, it's the logical move to trade Bumgardner for the Giants. Next!
1: Now, earlier this weekend, Kirby Smart wasn't the only one campaigning for Georgia to still be in the playoff despite their loss to Alabama. Nick Saban also said that he thought they should make the Final Four in college football. Yeah. They did not, however, Ben. Do you think yeah. they should have?
3: No. It, thumbs down. Of course, you, you, know, you expect the coach at Georgia to be the cheerleader. They lost by 20 points to LSU. They that combined. How about the play calling by Kobe, uh, Kobe Kirby Smart uh, for for Georgia in the SEC championship game? The fake punt in the tie game not exactly a Phi Beta Kappa move. Coaching for the Georgia Bulldogs that was Georgia's playoffs. They were in the playoffs against Alabama. They had their chance, and guess what? You lost. There are consequences for losing. That was your playoff game, Georgia Bulldogs. You came up on the wrong side of it. And that's life. The second thing, that's life in college football, the year 2018. Uh, some some good teams aren't going to get in. You know, There's this big banging of the drum to get more teams in the playoffs. And someday they will have eight teams. They'll go from four to eight. And then they'll be debating about number nine. They'll say, well, we should put 12 teams in. Why stop at eight? That's the way it goes. It doesn't matter. Alabama's going to win again. That's it. Everyone else is playing for second place. Georgia had a shot. They had Bama on the ropes. They let up. They lost. They lose. Go home. See you later. Next. Now, you regularly state that you
1: think NBA coaches have very little to do with a team's success. Now, this weekend, Steve Kerr took the blame
3: for the Warriors' troubles lately. Do you think he deserves the blame, though? Well, Steve Kerr deserves blame, but... It's different, right? First of all, his job, Steve Kerr's job, is to be a firewall and to take blame. So by that definition, even though coaches in the NBA don't do all that much, and especially in Golden State, in the Bay Area, in Oakland, uh, you know, Steve Kerr, his position is, hey, I'll be the fall guy, blame me, point the finger at me, I'm the problem. And so in that respect, Steve Kerr does deserve to get blamed but the second thing here, the Warrior players, you know, they pretty much make it up as it goes. That's been the MO of the Warriors in this run. There's a lot of improvisation, uh, improv, uh, which normally works out pretty well. They have the liberty, the freedom to create as they go. And so Steve Kerr is really nothing more than a mouthpiece. Uh, that he has to be out in front, throw some witty one-liners out to the media, and then when the team isn't playing well, which this is like the first time since he's been there, they haven't had that great a stretch, then he's got to sit there and say, oh, it's my fault. I'm terrible coaching by me, when in reality, it's not terrible coaching because he hasn't been coaching since he he left TNT back on his television days. All right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. All right, that is a winner. (sighs) And we move on now to the Insta Trivia, and here we go. Tariq Cohen of the Chicago Bears. He had 12 receptions for 156 yards. He also threw a touchdown pass in the Bears' loss to the Giants. Cohen joins Blank as the only players in the NFL all time to have 150 receiving yards, 12 catches, and a touchdown pass in a game. There's a trend to the Who Am I and in the Insta Trivia. Again, Tariq Cohen – of the Bears, how appropriate that Cohen on on uh, first night of Hanukkah, uh, twelve receptions, one hundred and fifty six yards. I don't think he's Jewish, and also threw a touchdown pass for Chicago in their loss to the Giants. Cohen joins Blank as the only two players in NFL history with one hundred and fifty receiving yards, twelve catches, and a touchdown pass in a game. That is the question. The answer next.
6: There's a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search our subreddit at Ben Maller Show and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now let's get back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios and Ben Maller. And here's your
3: Insta trivia. Tarek Cohen of the Bears. He had 12 catches, 156 yards. He also threw a touchdown on a gimmick play. Cohen, in that loss, joins Blank as the only players in the history of pro football to have 150 yards receiving 12 catches and a touchdown pass in a single game. Uh, Manic Mike is going with Quasimodo. Bob checks in with Deion Sanders, Odell Beckham Jr. Guest by Ryan. Who else do we have? Larry Centers from Arik or Eric or e Reek or I don't know what the hell you want to call him. Uh, who else do we have? Spider Rico from Husker Kevin. Uh, page down. Red Grange, again, guessed by Will. Blind Willie, going with Billy Bob Thornton. That's Blind Willie from Florida. Who else? Page down, page down. Julian Edelman from Trip. Irving Fryer from the Medica Medicore Kabuki. Uh, who else? Adam Shut the F up Thielen from Just Josh. Mike Ditka from The Rooster. Ralph, do you have an answer, Ralph? It's my, bro- my brother, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. All right. Is it Michael Irvin? No, that's incorrect. The correct answer, the greatest of all time, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, who's most famous for his days with the 49ers, but he played with a bunch of other teams after he left the 49ers. But Jerry Rice and Terry Cone of the Bears, the only two on that list. Let's go to Jim in St. Louis, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Jim. Big Ben, it's an honor to speak to you, sir. Welcome, Jim. How can we help? Hey,
7: you? um, we got we got some dark times in St. Louis sports right now, as you well know. I mean, my, my Billikens are okay, but I mean, the Blues suck, and you know, you know the story. Well, the um, Ram,
3: the Rams are playing great. You should be very happy. The Rams are playing very well, and, yes, sir, it, and, and yes, it is sir. a direct result of all that sucking they did the last couple of years in St. Louis. So you, you should feel you're like sure. you you should feel some sense of a, a responsibility I, for the Rams' success.
7: I'm, I'm I'm back on watching them. I'm not as bitter as some, but, you know. Um, I want to tell you that um, when I first started uh, on this night shift job here, um, I was listening to you, and then all of a sudden my local affiliate went to another network, which oh. I was incensed about.
3: How dare them? How dare them?
7: Then, then I was at a live event, and I said, look, guys, I said, that crap sucks that you're playing now. I said, you got to get back to Big Ben and my boys on Fox. And like the, the day after, they were back on, and it's been been like that for about a month and a half now. The
3: power! Look at that, Jim's got a—he's got enough muscle there to put us back on in St. Louis. Well, that's a good job by you, Jim. Thank you. What kind of work do you do? It keeps you up late at night here. I'm
7: in a QC lab testing soaps and all kinds of products that you'd be aware of. I just—I don't know. I don't know if you want me to say the names of them. Oh, uh, that's
3: all right. not you need to play. But you know, I'm giving you a golden ticket. That's a good job by you, Jim. You got our back. I love stories like that. That's a success story. Let the radio station know. Let your voice be heard, I say. Yes.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m.
3: Pacific. Feasting in Foxborough. That is what the Patriots continue to do. These same old pats at home. Welcome in the beginning. Of another hour, it's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free... Ray Quote. Well, Tom Brady did it again. 311 yards passing. He had a touchdown. That's it. He didn't have more than one. Not the gaudy four touchdowns or five touchdowns. Some of these guys are having, but Tom Brady uh, got it done. The Patriots get a 24-10 to win over the Vikings. That was the big game on Fox. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman had to work twice in the span of a few days. God forbid. They worked on Thursday night, and then because Fox had the national window in the late uh, late TV portion of the day on Sunday. They called in Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to broadcast that game. Patriots get the win. They're 9-3. They are 6-0 oh in Foxborough. They're the number two seed in the AFC. They continue to put pressure on Kansas City for the number one overall seed. And if the Chiefs stumble and the Patriots win out and the Patriots the two games that were on their schedule at the bye week after the Patriots lost to the Titans uh, back in early November, the you looked at the schedule, you said realistically if the Patriots are going to lose again, there are two games that you look at, the Vikings game in Foxborough and then at Pittsburgh, and that's coming up a couple of weeks from now in week 15, and that doesn't even look so bad anymore at this point. So those are the two toughest games left. For the Patriots, so if, you know you look at it now, you're like outside of them taking their normal week off in Miami, which is who they play next. That has not been a great spot. They've had problems. The Patriots, uh, relative to all the other teams they play in the AFC East, late in the season, December game in Miami, traditionally that has not gone that well. But the Patriots improve, as I said, to nine and three. Things are going great for them. Things are going great. The better story is in the losing locker room, and that's Minnesota. That's where we go. The Vikings now 6-5-1 and on the year. They are the seventh seed in the NFC, which would not be a problem if they didn't only put the top six in. Now, for the moment, the Vikings are on the outside looking in. Now, that could change depending on what happens in the Monday night game. The Redskins, as of now, are the last team in. If the Redskins stumble against the Eagles in Monday night football, then that changes everything. But it was a choppy performance by the Vikings against the Patriots, a game that was locked in. I was hyper-focused on this particular game. So I wanted to talk about it. Now the question, how concerning is this from the Minnesota side of things for Mike Zimmer? The many issues the Vikings had on the Maller scale of concern, 1-10, to with 10 being John Gruden as your head coach. I'm going to put this at a 9 for the Vikings. I'm going to put this at a nine for the Vikings. And my viewpoint, you've got the fundamentals, bupkis, and mind-blowing. And we will bind all this together like you would bind a book together. Now, first of all, Minnesota has been trying all season to get its defense recalibrated. And they thought they were making some progress. Like The, the, the Vikings thought, well, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere, and they had that game against the Lions where the Lions only had nine points in the game, but then it turned out, well, that was more about the Lions than anything else, and it's it's been the same old story for the Vikings. This game was an acid test, and the Vikings get an F. They get an F for their performance in New England. Sure, the game was tied at one point early in the third quarter, and the 24 points the Patriots scored was not – an overwhelming amount of offense for New England. The Patriots have had some gigantic offensive performances in Foxborough against the Colts and Chiefs and teams like that. But when you take a closer look and examine what happened in this game, the Patriots had 27 first downs, 471 yards of offense against the Vikings, and Tom Brady converted 50% on third down. The Patriots were able to matriculate the ball down the field. The biggest indictment of them all for the purple people-eater Viking defense, the, the basic football 101, the fundamentals, tackling. Now, if you saw this game, you know that the Minnesota Viking defenders had a very bad effort at wrapping up. They just did not show up. Minnesota defensive players failing time and again, and it wasn't just one or two guys. It was the entire unit defensively at stopping the Patriots. The Patriots, if the Vikings had done a halfway decent job at slowing down Patriot pass catchers, then there's no way the Patriots would have been able to dominate the stat sheet the way they didn't dominate the game. The Patriot receivers, led by James White. Now, James White had 101 yards after the catch. He had 92 receiving yards, 101 yards after the catch. Tom Brady... Tom Brady, and now, to be fair, James White, that one big play, uh, I think was just before halftime, he got a lot of those on that one play. But it was not just that particular You know, James White. The receivers, Tom Brady's receivers for the Patriots, had 232 yards after the catch against the Vikings. 471 yards of offense, 232, almost half of those yards, coming after the catch. That is... Defensive indifference is what that is by the, by the Minnesota Vikings. and They're better than that. They're supposed to be better than that, but you are what your record says you are, and that's been a problem for the Vikings. Now, secondly, the Vikings' defense, now that was not good. Right? You give up 232 yards after the catch, that's humiliating. That's demoralizing. But the offense was also embarrassing. The Vikings gave $84 million in guaranteed money thinking they had solved their quarterback problem. And I don't hate Kirk Cousins. I got nothing in against cousins. I got no skin in the game with Kirk Cousins. He's getting paid twenty-eight million dollars a year. And this is the kind of game you expect to get paid some dividends. Now you're the you're the Vikings. You're going in against the Patriots. You figure you know, this is a game Cousins is gonna perform well in. Eh, no. Cousins provided mostly Bubkis when the game, by the time the game had ended, Cousins had just barely over 200 yards passing. The Vikings passing offense averaged 4.6 yards per attempt. Now remember, we always tell you the baseline for a passable grade as a quarterback is 7 yards per attempt. Cousins averaged 4.6 yards per attempt. It was miserable. So the Vikings only scored 10 points in this game. Uh, it's, It's demoralizing. And Cousins again looked jittery. He looked uneasy at moments in this game, and it's you know it's been a problem for him. It goes back to his days with the Redskins, and that fidgety play again popping up for Cousins. And somehow Minnesota, now this is also not just on Cousins, but the play calling for the Vikings. Stephon Diggs was only targeted five times the entire day. Their game-breaking receiver only was targeted five times. That's bad play calling. Of course, some of that also is on Cousins. you got to force the ball at times to get the ball to Diggs. They didn't do it. They kept throwing the ball to Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. Those guys were the number one option on most plays uh, for the Vikings. And Adam Thielen, it was, he got into a spinning match with Bill Belichick at, at one point, upset because Patrick Chung, there was an incident with Patrick Chung where he had According to Thielen, he thought he was faking an injury to give Belichick more time to go to an instant replay. But Belichick uh, told, him, told him where he can go, Thielen. It was enjoyable. I enjoyed that. It was a highlight of the day there for the Vikings as they come up on the wrong side. But the final word on this. Now, Mike Zimmer's team continues to be untrustworthy. Right? Untrustworthy. Untru- they had that three-game winning streak where in, in the middle of the year where they beat the Eagles, Cardinals, and Jets. Three miserable teams. Then they lost to the Saints in a Granted, it was a close game at home, but since then they have alternated loss, win, loss, win, loss, which does bode well for the Vikings next week against the Seahawks, right? Uh, But here's a mind-blowing, shocking factoid about the Vikings. Since Mike Zimmer took over, the Vikings have had some pretty good teams. They've had teams that have been either in the playoffs or right hanging around in playoff contention with Mike Zimmer as the coach. But how many times have the Vikings gone on the road and won outside against a team that had a winning record since Mike Zimmer became the coach back in 2014? He's been the coach five years. How many times have they been able to go on the road against a team with a winning record and win? Uh, the answer's not none. Once. One time since Mike Zimmer became the coach. That was back in week 17 of the 2015 season. The great Teddy Bridgewater beating Aaron Rodgers. And Bridgewater had less than 100 yards passing in that particular game. But that's it. That's all. Other than that, the Vikings have not been able to go on the road against a team with a winning record and and an outdoor game and win. Has only happened one time since Zimmer became the coach. And you look at the schedule – the Vikings play at Seattle. That's the next game. Now, the Seahawks have a winning record. That game is outside. That is a night game. That is December 10th. That is a, a game on not, not tonight, obviously, it's next Monday night in Seattle. So if you base what has happened on what's going to happen, then that, w- that would mean that Minnesota has little chance of winning in Seattle. And then after that, you got the Dolphins Lions lined up in a row. Those should be wins for the Vikings and then they close it out with the Bears. So there has been a separation. There has been a separation in the, in the NFC because you've got you've got the Seahawks who won again over the 49ers convincingly, the Cowboys who didn't play, they played on Thursday, and the Bears. The Seahawks and Cowboys have seven wins. The Redskins are the last team in right now. They have six wins. The Vikings have six wins. The The last spot's still up in the air, but there's a little bit of wiggle room for Seattle, uh, for them as the last wild card team in. And then you've got the Bears and the Cowboys who are currently leading uh, their division. So they're the last two wild cards that aren't division winners. You've got the Redskins and the Seahawks who are the last two teams in. All right. It is the Ben Mather show on Fox. Let's hear from. Mike Zimmer, he didn't have a lot to say about the game itself, but he had, a lot, he had much to say about the big news of the day in the NFL, Mike Zimmer talking about the firing of the Green Bay Packers coach, Mike McCarthy. Do you have any thoughts on the Packers firing Mike
6: McCarthy today?
0: No, I didn't even know about it well, until I, did. I think it's sad. Uh, Mike McCarthy's a, a good football coach. I think it's a mistake and uh, just one man's opinion.
3: Yeah, well, first thing here. That's what you're supposed to say. That's by the book, right? That's all coaches say the same thing. So I take what coaches say about other coaches with a grain of salt. It would be like me saying, I don't think any talk show host should lose their job. I think all talk shows do a great job. Anybody that does sports talk radio should keep their job because why fire a talk show host? They're good people. They try really hard. You should never get rid of a sports talk radio host. Well, of course I'm going to say that. I'm a sports talk radio host. If I was a coach, I would say the same thing and especially the other thing here with Mike Zimmer. uh, You want McCarthy to coach the Packers because that is an easy mark. You can do pretty well if you're Mike Zimmer. You can, do, you can hang in there with, with Mike McCarthy. I don't know what the Vikings record is since McCarthy became the head coach, but I'm guessing it's not all that bad. I'm guessing the Vikings have done pretty well against Green Bay since Zimmer took over. So the concern is the Packers could actually hire somebody who's really good and that, thus, the uh, trickle-down effect could cause problems to you. If you're Mike Zimmer, here's Kirk Cousins on the many issues, the many, many issues the Vikings offense had. I think
7: it was a combination of um, a good job in coverage, and and uh, you know certainly we made some mistakes, but I think they just did a good job uh,
3: playing their scheme. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious, uh, Kirk Cousins. Hey, but at least he's good at selling beds. <laughs> at least he's good at selling beds. All right, so the Ben Maller show folks Fox. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Chris. In Houston, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Chris.
9: Before I get to one I want to say, I think Jason in Ottawa sucks, sucks toes better than Dwight Howard.
3: Wow. Why would you say that? Because he admitted there was a scoring malfunction there. He called up. He said there should be a rematch. What's the problem with that? He did the right thing.
9: The only losers do that.
3: So you're, you're calling him out for doing the right thing, Chris? The only losers do that. Would you like to I'm talk? Oh, saying, wait a Jason, are you there, Jason? Yeah, I'm here. Would you like to say anything to Chris in Houston? Go ahead, Jason.
4: Well, now, Chris, I told you your podcast was uh, fun, funny and enjoyable. I still, though, I would like you to remove the clothespin from your nose and the ball gag or whatever it is you're gagging on your mouth when you talk so I can understand you better. And after I went on Friday, I invite you to challenge me the following Friday in a game of Balderdash, Chris. Now uh, the other thing too, Chris. I'm going to give Real Talk another golden ticket here because you know what? I don't think he got his point across uh, in, in talking with you there, Chris. So yeah. All right,
3: all right, uh, Chris. You're smart. Your thought.
9: The only thing that sucks worse than, than the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is Real Talk's uh, rap. That's what that's what sucks worse. And uh, you, 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 Justin, you, you just uh, you just lame man. You just you like that, that guy that thinks he's perfect all the time. I mean, uh, just 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 calm it down, man. You want to talk about how I thought? You talk like a nerd.
3: All right. Uh, Jason, your thoughts? He called you a nerd, Jason. Your thoughts?
9: Well, well, that's
4: fine. I mean, I'm successful, so I guess in that case, uh, being on food stamps for you and me being successful would, I guess, procure me to be a nerd. I understand that, Chris, but uh, uh, we can't really understand what you're saying now, Chris. If you could just clear that up a bit. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you have a deviated septum or something going on, uh, otherwise, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I think Real Talk is a phenomenal caller, and, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll, uh, address you, uh, promptly.
3: All right. Uh, Chris, your, your thoughts on this? Dude, you, you, are you're successful.
9: You, 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 you're as successful as the CFL report. That's how successful you are, bro. <laughs> so you want to keep talking about food stamps? Like, really? Like, you're on top of the world. You're calling an overnight radio show. Trying to pr- promote a, a, a hey, TFL. Hey,
3: calm, calm down, how dare you? How dare you?
9: Hey Ben, I love your show. Ben, I love you? your show. I- I'm just saying, Ben. You know y- he's cheating on you too. Calling Jonas' show. You know playing yeah. roles on Jonah's show. How about you talk about that?
3: Oh, I didn't know about that. I had no idea. Yeah, really yeah, he's over that, there. But, he's,
9: he's, but that does yeah, mean he's you're cheating. cheating on on you, you, that, that
3: means you're cheating on me too. By the way, as I want to point that out. So. If i, no, you I, I can never
9: cheat on you. I only listen to the Ben Malley show, man. That's well, the only thing I
3: listen to. That's impossible. By you ratting Jason out—that tells me that you're also uh, not.
9: Well, well, well See, long. Ben, I work on the weekend, so yeah. I have I listen like listen to sports, so I listen to Jonas. Yeah, you know, but I don't call Jonas's show. You are not. You know, you okay. know, yeah. no. You All can right. listen to it, but calling it and, yeah. and, and trying to put your and put your CFL report off on Jonas like Jonas cares. Jonas don't care about CFL. Everybody knows that.
3: Yeah. Well so, I, I understand. But I I, I get you. All right, so all right, so this is a personal beef between you two. Uh and, nah, I'm
9: not worried about him. Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm not worried about him, being. Now what I really want I really want to talk about. Now you said some stuff, Ben, earlier. Now now let me get this straight. Good teams defined by close wins and bad teams lose close close losses. Is that what you say? Something like that? Is that what you well, said, you go right? back and
3: hear the podcast, which is available on iTunes and iHeartRadio and all places you can get the Ben Maller Show podcast, which is five stars, number one rated, tell a friend, mm-hmm. subscribe to the podcast. Number that one. definitely helps pay the bills, yes.
9: Exactly, exactly. Go listen to the podcast and hear Ben put his foot in his mouth. Cause see, now I'm not putting my foot on my get- mouth
3: at all. What did I say that was incorrect?
9: Yes, you sit here and say the Texans are frauds. And, yeah, and they, they, they are, back, they and are, they are the a fraud. What, what they,
3: they are a fraud. The Texans are a fraud.
9: Just because they win close games don't make them fraud. Either. No, they're
3: a fraud because they haven't played anybody. You, they're well, a fraud.
9: Well, who, have, who have Brady played? I'm, you know, one thing Kansas said, City, boy, that,
3: the number one seed in the AFC and beat them.
9: Yeah, Done. Brady, Brady played Pit, great at home. You Go down, you so
3: go what, down, go down what, Brady, the list. You? Don't compare the Patriots – who played a first-place schedule because, get this, Chris, they were in first place last year, and the Texans who have played a bunch of nobodies, a bunch of nobodies this year. It's embarrassing. The Texans lost to the Giants and Titans as well on the season before they got in this little streak, and they had a bunch of games handed to them and all that, and they don't play anybody the rest of the year. They play a bunch of nobodies.
9: Exactly, we do. But you know what? The Patriots lost to who? The Tennessee Titans, the Jacksonville Jaguars. What is their record on the road, like two and three? So with Brady, and I told you the Texans are going to get that number one seed because Brady's going to lose to Miami and he's going to lose to Pittsburgh on the road because he the play Patriots well are, on the Patriots The Patriots
3: are three and three on the road, and they have wins against the, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chicago Bears, who are currently a playoff team in Chicago, and that was when Mitch Trubisky was playing. So that's their big. Big road win.
5: So take that in your pooper and pop it. <laughs> yeah.
3: And they beat your Houston Texans. So I know that's shocking, but they did. And that was without Julian Edelman. And that was before the the Patriots went out and made the trade with the Browns to get Flash Gordon.
5: Who is that, Shirley?
3: No, it's Flash Gordon and Julian Edelman. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we press on. We You're were...
5: listening to the yes. Ben Maller Show on Fox sports radio there's a
3: help on the way and we will promise i will pay off the peterman do the peterman we'll get to that as well we'll do it all and we will do it next
6: the ben Maller show is 79 percent more enjoyable when you join the knuckleheads on twitter it's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio message the Maller posse follow ben on twitter at ben Mallor. and of course follow our executive producer justin cooper at uh bronco fan Kobu or or Something like that. Now back to the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios, and Ben Maller. Doing
3: the Peterman, that would be what Aaron Rodgers did. Rodgers in the game for Green Bay, the, the final game that Mike McCarthy coached, 233 yards on 31 completions, the only other quarterback to complete 30 passes in a game and throw for less yards this season, Nathan Peterman, who will be going to Denver this week to work out for John Elway and the Broncos. And I hope, I really hope that Nathan Peterman can become a Broncos quarterback. I think that would be perfect. Uh, and he's actually probably better than the current Broncos quarterback. The Broncos won again, on so they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. But this is not a sustainable formula for the Broncos. They're getting nothing out of the quarterback position. Now you can get away with that, you know, occasionally, now and again, but Case Keenum had hundred and fifty-one yards passing and one touchdown in that game. The Broncos offense. What offense? Say why? But they enough. The Bengals even worse than the the Broncos. They have their own Issues the Bengals now 5-7 and seven on the season. Marvin Lewis hanging on by a thread. Hanging on by a thread. But the Broncos passing offense against the Bengals passing offense, they averaged uh, not a whole bunch of anything. Not a whole bunch of anything. 6.2 yards per pass attempt for the Broncos. Again, good teams average at least 7 yards per pass attempt. 6.2 for Case Keenan. Let's go to the phones and... Marcel in Brooklyn is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Marcel.
10: Happy holidays and happy prosperous new year, Mr. Maller. scooby Dooby doo 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 I knew it. scooby Dooby doo Yes. Hey, um, it's Monday. We're starting a Christmas week, and it is going to be very foggy <laughs> overnight. Well, Mr. Maller, I'd yes. like to tell you about it. Since the top of the hour that you said about my Seahawks that will play next week. I didn't realize I
3: didn't realize they were your Seahawks, Marcel. I didn't realize that you in Brooklyn were a Seahawk fan.
10: Exactly. I'm a fellow twelve. Wilson Wilson is my is the best. He passes and going through touchdown like this.
3: Just like that. Now then why would you be a Seahawks fan, though? Why would you not pick some some team uh, more geographically desirable for someone that lives in Brooklyn? Well,
10: fortunately, I was a fan ambassador for two uh, of these great states. One in New York, yeah. second in Washington.
3: Oh, okay. All right, whatever that means. I have, I have no idea, but congratulations. That's wonderful.
10: Well, um, Mr. Maller. Yes, what? Yes, Marcel. Um, Mr. Mallard. All right, right? right. I
3: love the respect. Yes. Tremendous respect. Yes. All right. Get to the point, please.
10: Well, um, I can't watch the Seahawks 49ers game yesterday and the uh, yeah. Giants and the Bears yesterday.
3: Okay. Congratulations. Uh,
10: what I would like to go first
3: for you. Okay. This yep. is tremendous. We're building up to a crescendo. This is true. I can, I can hardly wait.
10: I'm I'm a good friend to you, Mr. Mallard.
3: Yes, you are. You're a tremendous friend. You keep calling me Mr. And uh, very few people in my life call me Mr. So it's a, uh, a great mitzvah that you call me Mr. But can you sum this up in one sentence, Marcia? One marvelous sentence, a complete sentence that will finish in a question mark. Of course.
10: Ready? Respect. R E S P E C T.
3: Yes. Respect. <laughs> Thank you, Marcel. Tremendous job. Go back to your video games, please. <laughs> oh, it's one of those days.
10: Scooby, 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 dooby-doo.
3: <laughs> yeah. Where's Randy and Norman? Where's Randy and Norman when you need him? It's never that far away. I heard you talking about oh, me, Ben.
5: A Mexican, yeah. Roberto.
3: So help is on the way. The Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs in need of some addition at the running back position. So the Chiefs have gone out, and they are expected to bring in C.J. Not that C.J. C.J. Anderson is expected to be the replacement for Kareem Hunt, who is on timeout. Persona non grata in, uh, in the NFL. He will... Likely never play again in the NFL, at least not for a while. If at all, uh, the video is there. The video does not lie. And so the Chiefs bringing in some running back help. Now, Spencer Ware started the game against the Raiders. He ran 14 times for 47 yards and a touchdown in the game. And so the Chiefs, uh, they're going to have to do things a little bit differently, uh, breaking up the offense. But, you know, the the numbers that Spencer Ware put up and it's going to be an ensemble backfield in Kansas City they're going to rotate guys in and CJ Anderson which means he's going to get an opportunity to, uh, to 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 shake it up if you will at the running back position so whoever it's the hot hand theory whoever plays well over the stretch will get the chance all right we'll get we'll get to the instant advice line coming up in a moment hopefully that will refresh in the phone lines we'll get to that coming up here in a second from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, but Ralph Breaks Sports Radio right now to get you caught up. Ralph?
6: Thank you very much, Ben, and I don't think this is how the Chargers drew it up. For the win, Michael Badgley, and this one is up and through, it is good, the Chargers win! Chargers Radio. Sounded like Money's I...
3: voice was going out there. Is he okay?
6: Uh, I think after uh, the two offsides, he he was, you know, a little For, screen out. He balanced. was
3: reclaimed. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Chargers Radio KFI 640 AM with the call as LA did get that third shot of the game-winning field goal due to Pittsburgh Steelers' penalties. The Bolts win it 33-30 in later games Sunday afternoon. Tom Brady threw for 311 yards and a score. New England beat Minnesota 24-10. The Rams beat Detroit. They clinched the NFC West title. Arizona won in Green Bay. and The Packers responded by firing head coach Mike McCarthy. Marcus Mariota hit Corey Davis with 36 seconds left, lifting Tennessee past the Jets, 26-22. And Patrick Mahomes, four touchdown passes. The Chiefs win in Oakland, 40-33. In tonight's Discover Card Key matchup, the Edmonton Oilers are in Dallas to take on the Stars. Face off will be at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Speaking of matchups, become a new card member and Discover card will match all the cashback you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations do apply. The college football playoff, it is set. Arizona and Oklahoma will meet in the Orange Bowl. Clemson and Notre Dame will battle in the Cotton Bowl. Those are your semifinals. And on the NBA hardwood, Dallas 114-110 win over the Clippers. The Mavericks end L.A.'s four-game win streak. But the Clips still tied atop the Western Conference. And Golden State lost to Alongside the Pistons uh,
3: over the weekend. In the Pacific yes, they did. Division standings, so the Clippers... In the return of Steph there,
6: yeah. Curry after missing 11 yeah, games. Lost to the,
3: to the Pistons. It is the Ben Mather Show as we press on from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you... or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So Patrick Mahomes had not one, not two, not three. How about four touchdown passes for Kansas City in the Chiefs game against the Raiders, a game that was much closer than it was supposed to be. But the Chiefs, with those four touchdown passes, Mahomes now has 41 passing touchdowns on the season. Now, why does that matter? The Chiefs have four games left. The record for most touchdowns in a single season is held by uh, Peyton Geyer Clinic, uh, Manning. Uh, 55 touchdown passes for Peyton Manning. So if you do the math, four games and 14 touchdowns needed. That sounds like a whole lot, 14 touchdowns in four games. But that's a workable number. Now, to get there... You're going to have to have, if you're Mahomes, you're going to have to have uh, these four touchdown games week after week, obviously. I mean, you're going to have to to close the gap. You're going to have to do this on a regular basis the rest of the way. But if you look at the schedule for the Chiefs the rest of the way, they've got the Ravens, who are known as a better defensive team. But that game's at Arrowhead. Chargers at Arrowhead. Three of the final four games are in Kansas City. Uh, They're against... Three of the four teams are known more as defensive teams: the Ravens, Chargers, and Seahawks. And then the last game is the Raiders. And you wonder if the Chiefs have that wrapped up. Will Mahomes even play in the Week 17 game against the Raiders? But let's play the hypothetical. Let's say that number one seed is still on the line. Uh, do the Chiefs play it out? Do they play it off? They put Mahomes in there to try to get the number one seed. Let's. How about this? Let's let's, let's say he's got four. Let's say he throws four touchdowns against the Ravens. Let's say he has 3 touchdowns against the Chargers. So that gives him 7. He's 7 away from the record. Then he goes against Seattle. Let's say he goes nuts and has 5 touchdowns. So now he's got 12 touchdowns. He's 2 away from the record from tying the record. Does he play against the Raiders? Yeah, I think. Does he so. play at least the first half against the Raiders to try to set the record? It's not like the Raiders are going to try to tackle him anyway. So, all right, we'll keep That's an eye right. We'll keep an eye on. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Let's go to Cornbread. We're going to have, coming up in a couple of minutes, the Insta Advice Line, unscreened radio. And if you want to recommend, now I think we know who needs our advice this week because he's someone who's not in the NFL, but if you want to recommend somebody else, feel free. Let's go to Cornbread in Indiana. Hello, Cornbread. Hey, happy holidays, Ben, hey. Coop,
8: Ralph, Roberto, Power Militia, the honey for my cornbread, Tammy in Montana. Hey, I'm calling about Real Talk's first call, the homie talk. I'm not coming at him. I am just want to offer a little advice. I've got a rant that uh, I think you're, you, especially, Ben, are going to like. Are you ready? Can't wait. All right. This is for the King of Akron. All blame, no fame, James. The truth and the move. The person who runs away exposes themselves to that very danger more than the person who sits quietly. The Eastern Conference didn't get better because you left. You left before the Eastern Conference got in your ass. How poetic! You're wearing the col- the color matching the stripe down the middle of your back. Fool's gold. Swept by Orlando? You're the clown that once on Mount Rushmore. Envy me, please. Overexcused, overwhelmed, and overrated. Keep padding your stats that are so overinflated. It's time to come clean with LA before they lose their cool. The only title you're bringing is from Shaq to the fool.
3: What do you think about that? I like ben? that cornbread. Solid job. Very poetic. Tremendous effort. Good job, cheer I thought job, you Bart.
8: liked like for the evening. What do yeah.
3: you think? Oh, I'm in a much better mood now. So, uh, such a great mood. Uh, thank you, Cornbread. Uh, wonderful. Uh, there you go. Not bad. That was pretty funny. Mr. Mister mm-hmm. Wonderful says, Marcel in Brooklyn and Randy in Norman, both amazing one-hit wonders. After that, very rough. Yeah, Marcel, uh, this phone call, again, more just a call to say hello. Yeah, just wanted, he just wanted to say hello. Yeah, he's falling off a little bit, Marcel. <laughs> exactly. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox, the Insta-Advice Line, on-screen radio. We are going to get to that, and we will do it here, and we
6: will do it next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place. Just take a second. Join it. Take a look at Ben Maller's show on Facebook. Now let's get back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Here he is, Ben Maller.
10: Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice.
1: Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds.
4: And if you don't like it, screw it.
3: And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line on Screen Radio. The safety net comes off. Now, I'm going to give out the number because I want some new people to call up. I'm tired of the same people that call up. Uh, so if you want to call in and have your voice heard here on the Insta Advice Line, we're going to tell you what it's about here in a second. 877 99 on Fox, 877 996 6369. But the big story in the NFL over the weekend a stunner out of the heartland, Kareem Hunt. He's admitted now he missled the Chiefs about that hotel or apartment assault, and the video led to his release. The now former Kansas City Chiefs running back in a crisis management interview over the weekend says he regrets pushing and kicking the woman. They both look to be intoxicated. The footage purchased by TMZ was all over the Internet over the weekend, and so your advice to the now former Chiefs running back, who clearly, based on that interview, he's got the crisis management team. He's trying to get back into the NFL. So advice to Kareem Hunt. And you can join us at 877-99 on Fox. Hello, line one, you're live on the air. Go.
5: Uh, Yes, Ben. I would look Kareem Hunt square in the eye and say, you hang up on yourself, Ben
3: Miller. Oh, fine advice. Line two. Yourself, Hello, line two. You're on the air. Your advice to former Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt. Well, McDonald is always
4: hiring, but the more important question is, is angry?
3: Yes. Uh, line three. Hello, line three. You're on the air, line three. Beat Bella instead. Hey, there he is, Angry Bill. You asked for Angry Bill. There he was. Line four, you're so on take the air. That in your
9: pooper and pop. It. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, it's twenty dollars. Uh no, I'm I'm good. Thank you for that. Let's go to Dwight Howard. Those on line six. Hello, line five. Hello, line five.
5: He should smoke a lot of weed and join Lavar Ball's Big Baller League.
3: I think that's out of business. Isn't that out of business? Line <laughs> line six, you're on the air. Hello, line six. We're giving advice to former Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt you got to be a professional pimp. I know. All right. Line one, you're on the air. Hello.
5: Hello. I think Cornbread should write a rap song for him because at least he knows how to rhyme.
3: Line two, hello.
7: Big Yes, Mike and McCarthy is going to be looking for a back. in
3: All right. Bad job by you. Line three, you're on the air. Go. Timmy, let everyone beat it up. All right, line four, you're on the air.
4: For the application out at
3: McDonald's, you're going to need it, buddy. Uh, I don't know, who need. Oh, oh, Kareem Hunt to McDonald's. That's a good job. You can rise up. You can be a manager. You make good money. Line five. Hello, line five.
5: Yeah, go borrow Grandma's Bible and read Mary 420,
3: man. Okay, sounds like you're doing that right now. It's the Insta advice line for former Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt. He was let go. Over the weekend after the video was purchased by TMZ. Hello, line six. Get a haircut, Kareem Hunt. McDonald's isn't going to hire you, uh, Shaggy. Uh, all right. Thank you for that. Uh, appreciate that. Let's go to Random Line. Random Line. You're oh, hi, the- hey, it's Cowboy John, Brad. Okay. Happy 70th
8: birthday, Ozzy Osbourne and uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, stay sober when you're around. The-
3: well, she wasn't actually blonde. She was a brunette. So you got to. She looked like she had been uh, enjoying. They were both. Uh, in line one, it appeared. Uh, line one, are you there, line one?
5: Yeah, maybe you should go hang out at the Eluni Estate for yeah. a while. And
3: uh... Uh, Sure. Yeah, I'll, Maybe I should go hang out there. Line two, hello, you're on the airline too.
5: Yes, uh, Kareem Hunt should have known that whenever you're dealing with women, you should use the Maller Maneuver.
3: Well, that is correct. The Maller Maneuver does not end up. You do not get released from your job with the Maller Maneuver. You're not. Line three, hello, line three.
7: Beat the Ottawa bitch.
3: All right, thank you, man. Well, angry Billy, he's re- I'm okay with him retiring as a caller, but he comes back for the instant advice line. Line four, I hear you moving around, line four. You're on the air. We're giving advice to former Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt. He wants to get back into the NFL. Come join the Patriots. You
7: can do anything you want. Robert Kraft has
3: blocked yeah, you yeah, up Yeah, video. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Schmuck from Maine. Line five, you're on the air. Hello, line five. Change positions. Become a kicker. The form on the kick eh, eh line six. Hello, line six.
9: Hey, Ben, I think he should try out for the NBA and maybe come off the bench and be great like Montrez
3: Harrow. Wow. What's wrong Are you clip- saying he looks like Montrez Harrow? Is that what you're saying? How dare you? Montrez Harrow's a fine player, by the way. My vote for six man of the year for the for the paperclips. Line one, hello. God is smart, man is not. Man made Line two, you're on the air. Hello, line two. Two in the pink, one in the stink. All right, don't know what that means. Line three, you're on the air. Hello, line three. It needs to be like Peyton Manning because Manning's the best ever. Random line, you're on the air. Go. Then I saw her boobs. Now I'm a believer. <laughs> Is that a drop or was that new? That was then new. I saw her boobs. Now I'm a believer. I no, still got that line. Line four, you're on the air. Hello.
5: Happy Hanukkah, Roberto.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he lit the lights he did all right one more we'll do only one more if it's good all tech credit if not i will blame the cupola uh, it's the instant advice line for kareem hunt the now former chiefs running back line one line one the last call on the instant advice line for kareem hunt of kansas city line one you are on the air go change his name to mike there it is thank you very much the incident of ice line reminds me of when I interned for Lee Hacksaw Hamilton back in the day. And Hacksaw, would he would interview all these hokey sports writers. And he interviewed a guy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel every year, a columnist who was like a basketball writer, named Michael was the first name, uh, last name was Hunt. Uh, and he, Hacksaw would always shorten it to Mike and then he'd say the last name Hunt. And it was always great. It was tremendously entertaining, just saying his name.
0: Come on in, man.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: It is the same thing that has been said by just about everybody in the hours since the big move in Wisconsin. But is it true, the thing that has been repeated? I say no. We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And so... We begin here. The Green Bay Packers lost to the worst team in football. Now that part of it, there's not much debate here. Who the worst team in the NFL is? The Raiders say, "Hey, well, we're the worst team in football." But the Raiders beat the Cardinals, right? The Raiders beat the Cardinals, and if you, you, it's it's this season-long tankathon, which is going on. And the right now, the 49ers and Raiders are both. In position because the 49ers and Raiders have two wins, so they are tied. The 49ers would get the number one pick by literally two tenths of a percentage point in strength of schedule. The tiebreaker is decided on the opposing strength of schedule using all of the 16 opponents. So for now, the 49ers would have the number one pick, but the Cardinals lost to the Raiders back in the day, and if you examine this further and you play the the schedule game, the Arizona Cardinals against the Chargers ended up having to uh, fire two guys because they quit. Starters lost their job. The only wins the Cardinals had gotten before Sunday was against the 49ers. They'd won both those games. That's it, and the 49ers have the first pick. So Anyway, Green Bay lost to the worst team in football. Aaron Rodgers was not on the same page with his coach. We've talked about that part of it. Go back and hear the podcast. But if you do the math, the arithmetic says that's it. The demise of Mike McCarthy. The Packers handed their longtime coach a nice pink slip and wished him well. Now, I had Mike McCarthy fired years ago. It took the Green Bay Packers a while to get around to it. But the timing on this certainly makes Aaron Rodgers look like a douchebag. It does. We've dis- we've discussed that part of it, but there's another part of it because in the hours after the move was announced and Joe Philbin takes over the old Dolphin coach, Joe Philbin, who looks like you need to feed him a steak because he's too skinny, he takes over as the coach of the of the Patri- of the Packers for the rest of the year. Patriots Packers same thing uh, for the for the Packers the rest of the year. But I kept watching these different talking heads. The news came down late in the day, and the Patriot game was on. And Troy Aikman said, Mike McCarthy deserves better. It was a parade of defenders. It wasn't just Troy Aikman. It was just about every NFL broadcaster. Uh, They repeated some different version of McCarthy got a raw deal. He deserves better. And then the general consensus was that McCarthy immediately becomes the top available head coach on the 2019 market. Chris Collinsworth in the Chargers come-from-behind win against the Steelers said it was a no-brainer that McCarthy was going to get hired after this season when the next round of coaching moves are made. So I wanted to talk about that. Again, you had Aikman saying that McCarthy deserves better and Collinsworth saying this was a no-brainer. Let's discuss. Do you think that Mike McCarthy will have his pick of jobs. No, I don't. I do not. I disagree with the popular opinion of popular people. Uh, now, my perspective you've got the treadmill, kinship, and stinky. And we will combine all three of these things. Now, A, Mike McCarthy, while he is immensely popular and must be just a great chuckster in these broadcast meetings, these production meetings, because I didn't see anybody who works in the NFL broadcasting world say anything negative about Mike McCarthy. That aside, he is no lock to be a head coach in 2019. Mike McCarthy has a lot of things going against him, mainly the fact that his entire time in Green Bay, he coached Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, a pair of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and only has one Super Bowl to show for. What happens when Mike McCarthy coaches a mere mortal quarterback somewhere else? Also, there's that little elephant or Komoto dragon in the room, the fact that Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers were clearly not on the same page. And since winning the Super Bowl in 2010, Green Bay under McCarthy has a 5-6 and six record in the playoffs. McCarthy's Packers, of late, have been essentially a mouse on a treadmill. They're running in place. They're not getting anywhere. And he oversaw a very conservative offense in Green Bay that, compared to what the Rams and Kansas City are doing, stuck in the Stone Age. And then you have, but wait, there's more. Mike McCarthy is 55 years old, which is not old as a coach. You can coach another 15 years if all things go right. Mike McCarthy at age 55. But what is the trend? What is the trend? What is the fad right now in NFL coaching hires? How low can you go in the age game? How young? What's the next great millennial coach? You got to get a guy who's in his 40s. Better yet, in his 30s. Matt Nagy, the coach of the Bears, is 40. Sean McVay of the L.A. Rams is 32. That's the model that most teams want to copy. It is the flavor of the month. McCarthy is not the flavor of the month. He's about 20 to 15 years past the flavor of the month. And then the second part of this, because of that, on all those things I said, the the fact that he had these great quarterbacks, he's not going to likely get a great quarterback where he ends up next, the losing record in the playoffs since the 2010 season, and the trend to hire younger coaches – it would be a surprise if Mike McCarthy has his pick of jobs, which is what they said. I think it was on the Fox postgame show. They were, they were hucking it up there with Terry uh, and all those guys there, Howie Long and Strahan. Mike McCarthy, what he needs to do, here's my advice. Mike McCarthy needs to butter the biscuits of the Browns. John Dorsey is the key to Mike McCarthy coaching in the NFL. That is the only obvious path for Mike McCarthy to get a head coaching job. Dorsey cut his teeth with the Green Bay Packers. There's a kinship between McCarthy and Dorsey. And let's face it, in the NFL, just like in the real world, you, know, you can have all the degrees you want and all the diplomas. Oftentimes, the main advantage someone has going to a university is is that people from that university end up hiring other people that went to that university. People hire people they're familiar with or that have some kind of connection. That's how most people get jobs. It's not necessarily just based on your resume. The the connections you get, the benefit from Harvard is that you other people who graduated from Harvard who have good jobs will hire other Harvard people. They'll show a bias towards Harvard people and people that work for the Packers will hire other people that work for the Packers that have a Relationship, So that's the point. Mike McCarthy, if you look at his resume with Green Bay, it's a lot of mediocrity, a lot of mediocrity. He can sell the fact that, hey, I've coached Aaron Rodgers. He can sell it to Mike, uh, his old guy, John Dorsey there from Green Bay, and say, hey, Baker Mayfield, uh, I can lead Baker Mayfield to the promised land by the mistake by the lake and all this stuff. But that's the most logical path to get back in the NFL. Outside of Cleveland, what jobs are going to be open? Well, we can play the hypothetical game as a distant relative of the great Nostradamus and can say the Carolina Panthers job of all the, the teams that are on the fringe. Carolina, they've fallen apart. That job, Ron Rivera could be out. The Dolphins, the Bucks. How about all the Florida teams? Let's throw Jacksonville in there. Coughlin does something illogical which is not illogical. He already benched Blake so The next move is to change quarterbacks. The Bengals, the Jets, maybe the Ravens, although they're playing better. John Harbaugh still hanging on. But that's the list, right? Dolphins, Panthers, Bucks, Bengals, Jags, Jets. And then there's some other wild card there. Maybe the Ravens and there's usually one surprise along the way. But there's about a 10% ten to 25% turnover every year in NFL coaching jobs, give or take. Uh, so if not the Browns, where else? Maybe the Bucs. Maybe the Buccaneers would be interested in that. Uh, there's not a perfect match. The point is there's not a perfect match. And so when these guys say he'll have his pick of jobs, Mike McCarthy, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think there's a better chance that Mike McCarthy ends up being more like Bill Cowher or Brian Billick, guys that won Super Bowls, right? Cowher won in Pittsburgh, Billick won in Baltimore. Those guys have never been a head coach again. Now the argument's always been, well, Cowher's had chances. He's never taken a job, but he's had chances. Okay. I know Brian Billick wanted to be a head coach again. Why didn't Brian Billick get a chance to be a head coach again? Why not? All right, parting shot on this. Now, You could have made a compelling case for Green Bay to get rid of Mike McCarthy. I mentioned we had McCarthy fired a while back. That's what we do here. But 13th season as Packers coach, the Packers have been a contender, but not as a front-line contender. They've been a second-tier contender for several seasons. And that animosity with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers looks bad. I've been saying it. Other people are jumping on the bandwagon now. And there's, there's been a few people that have chimed in. Mark Chimura, very good at the bathroom. Mark Chimura, the former Packer tight end. Who? Uh, he said that Aaron Rodgers is not going to come out of this looking good. Mark Chimura knows about not looking good. Uh, Chimura said Aaron might be happy but Aaron, to me, looks like a prima donna, the former Packer tight end said. Looks like a prima donna basketball player in the NBA that wants his coach fired. That was the quote uh, from, from Mark Chimura. Like, Even if you love Aaron Rodgers and you're a fanboy and rah-rah Aaron Rodgers and you're just a complete toe sucker of Rodgers, you'd have to admit this, this has the same tentacles of an NBA coaching move, star player not happy with coach. Team loses, gets blown out. Now they didn't get blown out; they lost by a field goal. But when you're a two-touchdown favorite, you lose by a field goal. You, it's like you've lost by 17 points. Uh, that, that it just has all the ingredients of Aaron Rodgers pulling his muscle out to get this guy out to fire this guy. Is what it has, and I don't I don't know how you can look at it any other way. Now, if the kick by Mason Crosby is good and the Packers go to overtime and win the game in overtime, does McCarthy still get fired? Maybe. Or was this a direct result of the outcome of that game? Uh, so McCarthy, he had moved up. Right after that game, he became the favorite uh, to be the next coach fired, and he was, he was the next coach fired. Uh, in fact, it didn't even last that long. He was out. All right, get your thoughts on that. It is the Ben Maller Show. We're starting a new week here. How exciting is that? How exciting is that? All right, we'll take your calls if you'd like to be part. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the festivities. Uh, Justin says, you are insane. The Bengals already have their next coach. They're going to hire Hugh Jackson as their next coach. I really hope that happens, Justin, in Cincinnati. I want to watch. I want a big, giant, oversized jumbo bucket of popcorn to watch when the Bengals owner, Mr. Brown, gets up at the dais and introduces my new head coach, Hugh Jackson, to replace Marvin Lewis. (laughs) See the tap dance that goes on on that stage. That would be just marvelous. Just absolutely marvelous. I hope, I hope that happens. Uh, we have Ralph, who's in. That's now his job. Ralph is the new guy with us. We're glad to have Ralph. Was, uh hard at work doing something. I don't know. He's cooking Pop-Tarts. Or doing. Well, he eats uh, the noodles. He eats a lot of ramen noodles
6: late at night. Good for, good for my vocal uh, cords. Yeah. Smells good, though. You can smell the sodium. You can smooth. smell the salt. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of salt in, good, in the ramen noodles. The only time I eat it was when I come to work. So
3: you don't work that much is what you're saying, so it's not that big a deal because you don't work all that much? Is that what you're trying to get
6: plenty. at? I work
3: plenty. Yeah? How much do you work? What's, what's, a, what's a week like for Ralph? Let's go through Ralph's life. What's that like? <laughs> No, all
6: a right. A lot of a lot of varied schedule. Let's put it that a way. A varied schedule. Yes, it uh, you, yeah. as opposed to being one shift. I'm one shift one day, another shift another day.
3: Yeah, isn't the morning shift here like ridiculously easy? Like there's no updates on the morning shift. Like one of the morning shifts is really simple, right?
6: Yeah, I wouldn't call it simple. It's, it's very it's, easy. It's very different basic. Yeah, no it's a lot, a lot of watching. A yeah.
3: lot of watching television. Uh, you paid, no, you're essentially paid to a, watch television. It's a, it's right? a lot on of the, looking for stories. Well, the Dan Patrick show. There's no updates, yeah. right? Yeah. On that show.
6: No, there are updates on that show.
3: Are there up? Not at the top of the hour, though. Yes. Dan Patrick starts at the top of the hour. Roberto, it's am I at cur- the end of the at the top of the hour. There's no updates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's you start at the end no. of the hour. All right, but there's not. It's not. You like one an hour, or something like that, right? Correct. Yeah. All right. So that's basically stealing money. No, because you have to find stories. Who cares? Most of these guys do one update. Most of our update guys do one update. They do the same thing over and over their entire shift. Well, that's what happens. Most is not me. I'm just saying. I mean, these guys do one;
6: they do one, and that's it. The bare minimum. That's how they do it. Well. You're hey, saying the difference? Yeah. <laughs> the bare minimum, you know, it leads to bad math, and you know that that's not how I go.
3: All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. The Aussie guy says, the Packers lost to the Cardinals at home, right? How could they not fire him? McCarthy should just go back to his strengths and film another King of Queens season. It's, uh, from the Aussie.
0: <laughs> what, 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 what?
3: Some Aussie humor there. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll press on, and we'll get to lopsided. Lop. Decided. What
6: is that all about? We'll get to that and we will do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire. All things needed to survive the sh- the shady late night characters you'll find on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Simply follow Ben on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And of course, you can follow our technical producer Roberto Flores at Raider underscore Rob 24. And, uh, Rico! Now let's go back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios and Ben Maller.
3: We do have a bit of an update now. At the end of last week, there was a call, a guy from New Jersey, who I think it was the second or last day of the week. He called up. He said, ah, well, you lost a bet. And He was accusing me of uh, some erroneous things, saying I would not pay off the bet. And I told him, I said, listen, if you send me Viking horns, if Adrian Peterson goes over 800 yards rushing on the season, that child beater, I will wear Viking horns for an entire show, but you have to buy the Viking horns. And he said, no, no. You know, who killed Kenny? He was all upset. Well, another listener, I believe, has stepped up and is going to provide that. I do not know for sure, though, but uh, David in Pennsylvania, I think, is going to do that. I have not heard yet 100% on that. So if he does, if Adrian Peterson gets over that threshold. Now, if Adrian Peterson happens to, I don't know, break his ankle uh, in pregame warm-ups or something like that, tragic were to happen, I mean, that would be devastating. Maybe he wouldn't be able to beat any kids up. Uh, And uh, and then he would also not break the record, so we wouldn't have to worry about it. Throw that out there. So if you're concerned about that, there you go. And as far as lopsided is concerned, that would be – the odds makers, and how they perceive the two college football playoff games. The announcement came down on Sunday. Alabama and Clemson have both opened as double-digit favorites in their semifinal game. Alabama playing Oklahoma and Clemson against Notre Dame. And this is the biggest, most lopsided playoff. It's only been around for for a few years, but... Alabama opened a 14-point favorite over Boomer Sooner. That game is at the Orange Bowl, December 29th, and the Clemson Tigers opened an 11-and-a-half-point favorite over the Golden Domers, the Fighting Irish. That's in the Cotton Bowl in Jerry's World in Arlington, Texas. And then the winners of those games will be playing in the championship to decide it all. And according to the numbers there, teams favored by 10 or more points have won over the last three seasons 88% of the time. But remember, there is no sure thing. I bring that up because the Green Bay Packers were a two-touchdown favorite over the Arizona Cardinals, and somebody walked into a William Hill Casino in New Jersey thinking, hey, I'm going to make an easy $1,000. I'm going to put down on the Packers. And all they have to do is beat Arizona. They don't have to. I'm not going to worry about the point spread because even if Aaron Rodgers has a bad day, the Packers are still going to win this game. It was snowing in Wisconsin. It was in the 30s. A dome team, a two-win team, the only wins the Cardinals had were against the 49ers there was no way on God's green earth that Arizona was going to go into Lambeau Field and win the odds were minus 800 straight up on the money line minus 800 and so this guy bet 8 $8000 uh, $8000 $8, to win 1000 and the Cardinals won the guy lost 8 grand guy lost eight grand trying to win a thousand bucks.
5: Oh no.
3: And someone will do the same thing with Alabama. These bets pop up, and Alabama being, being favored the way they are against Oklahoma. I can assure you that someone will do the same exact thing. All right, so the Ben Maller show on Fox, let's say hello to Justin in Cincinnati. He's cashing a golden ticket. Hello, Justin. I've
0: got a golden ticket. Got
3: a got a they
4: are going to hire Hugh Jackson. I don't like the hire, but that's what's going to happen. Marvelous Lewis is going to be a horrible GM, like he's a horrible person. And that's what's going to happen. So, happy Hanukkah, by the way. Duke won by about 60. Roberto, suck it. I'm-
3: All right. Thank you, Justin. Tremendous job. <laughs> Duke sucks. Thanks for the, the kind of message. Yeah. I- Got an email also the other day. Uh, why um, I broke uh, I broke the mold. I did a college basketball Duke monologue a while back.
1: Yeah, last week. Yeah,
3: well, that was only because I happened to be watching the game. It was the championship of the Maui, whatever Maui tournament or you know, whatever Hawaiian tournament that is. And can you I watch? watch... Ba- can you watch a lot of college basketball, man? I can't anymore. Uh, I can after the Super Bowl. Why, well, as a John R. Wooden Award voter, the most prestigious award in all of sport, Roberto. I must watch college basketball. I'm given a watch list, and I have to keep an eye on certain players because my vote matters, and that vote will change some young person's life. The winner of the John R. Wooden Award, the most coveted award in all the sports, not the Cy Young, not the MVP. No, 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 no. Not the Heisman, no. It's so hard to watch nowadays. What are you talking about? It's been this way for like 20 years. What are you It's been the same uh, molasses... Coaches over coaching, uh, that kind Talk of about thing. about the 90s, you know? Uh, Back you, in the 90s? Yeah. That's when it started. Yeah. UNLV. Well, like the Running did. Rebels, yeah. of UNLV. There. May he rest in peace. Talk to Shark. One of the five worst interviews I've ever done in my almost 20 years of really? Fox Sports Radio, Jerry Tarkanian, yeah. Tark I love him. We were so excited, me and Looney. We kept telling our producer. He's one of those guys. We wanted to get Jerry Tarkanian oh, on. Looney. And I said, like, "We got to get we got to get Tarkanian." Man, that would be great. We both loved those UNLV teams and just like the shady nature of Jerry Tarkanian, yeah. you know, he's kind of always dubious hanging out with like mob guys and all that stuff. We loved the legend of Tark the Shark. And when I was a little kid, I grew up in in Orange County in Southern California, and I used to go I would only go to a few UC Irvine Anteater games, but when UNLV came in, I would always want to go to that game. That was like the hot ticket. UNLV was this big global power. So I'd go to those games and every once in a while UC Irvine would win. They would beat the running rebels. It was like a big deal. You know, it was like a huge deal. But Jerry I'm watching Jerry Tarkanian. So anyway, we got him on and you know, Tark was retired at that point. He was done coaching and he was in the car in Vegas with his grandkids, and he, like, he had like his grandkids on his lap, and they were making noise. He wasn't paying attention. He couldn't hear. He didn't want to do the interview. I mean, He was nice about it, but it was very awkward. All right, we'll press on. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take some more calls later this hour. Coach, player, entertainer. Right now, though, Wreck-It Ralph is here, and he will get you updated on all going on
6: that i will ben and it starts with sunday night in the nfl where the chargers missed an a, cha- a shot at a game-winning field goal but the pittsburgh steelers easy were for you to say yeah you they were offsides. then had their next kick blocked but the steelers were once again offsides. finally on the third try the chargers were winners 33 30 over the pittsburgh steelers phillip rivers two touchdown passes 299 yards in the air. He was all right. Good enough. Good enough is what matters in the NFL these days. Patrick Mahomes, well, he's pretty darn good. Four touchdown passes. Kansas City wins in Oakland 40-33. Tom Brady, 311 yards in the air and a touchdown. New England beats Minnesota 24 to 10. Marcus Mariota with the game-winning touchdown to Corey Davis. Just 36 seconds to go there in Nashville, and the Titans beat the Jets. What a horrible
3: game that was. 26-22. Can you imagine having to pay to watch that game, the
6: Titans and the Jets? Man, no. it's painful. Sometimes the NFL can be that way. Barbers. It's like paying to go see the Rams. Except the opposite. What? Because they won the That's NFC West, the most exciting division team crowd. in
3: football, the Los Angeles Rams. That's why I said it's the opposite, number one team in the NFL, and right the winner of the NFC you know West why, for
6: back-to-back seasons. Because
3: you can ram it all day and you can ram it all night.
6: Yes, I know. Damn ram. right, ram it, ram it, ram it. <laughs> the Rams win in Detroit, thirty to sixteen, to clinch back-to-back division titles. First time they've done that since nineteen seventy-nine. Arizona twenty seventeen win in Green Bay. The you know, the Packers. Rams have been pretty bad most of their history. I mean, they right? They were very good and dominant in the 70s, and ever since. Yeah, yeah but before that, they were, I mean, they've been pretty crappy. To be honest, right? I mean, yeah. fair. It, it, they were never one of the NFL's uh, elite teams. We'll put it that way. Yeah, they've been crappy. That's what I mean. You know, average. Maybe averages. but Yeah, average. All right. Pressing Arizona on. wins in Green Bay 20 17. The Packers respond by firing head coach Mike McCarthy. It's a Something proper thing to do. That you said should have been done a long time ago.
3: How big a party did Aaron Rodgers have after McCarthy? I mean, he was having a party anyway because it was his birthday, but did they order like an extra cake, extra keg? Like, what was the move there? Once McCarthy was like, hey, happy birthday. Do you think it was presented that way? Do you believe the presentation was, happy birthday, Aaron? Uh, by the way, we fired McCarthy. Anything else you'd like for your birthday? Because it was in Milwaukee, would it be a cheesecake? Just asking. It's a bad birthday, too. Like it's a, You don't want to have a December birthday because everyone says,
6: oh, we'll just wait till Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. We'll give you the presents. Could be. It's a bad birthday. You need to make good choices. With True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all areas. The college football playoff, it is all set. Alabama will take on Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl in one semifinal. The other sees Clemson take on Notre Dame. That will be in the Cotton Bowl. Back to you. I don't like that they don't play the Cotton Bowl at the
3: Cotton Bowl. I agree. It bothers me. They should change the name of it. it you're playing it at Jerry's World. You're not playing at the Cotton Bowl. And then they
6: have another game, the Heart of Dallas Bowl, in the Cotton Bowl.
3: Yeah. Like, I get that the Orange Bowl doesn't exist. They blew the thing up for that crappy Marlins stadium. They but didn't even blow it up. They
6: just kind of pulled it apart. Oh, did they? Like 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 a sweater. Just pulling yeah. pull well, the loose Well, Yeah,
3: because it's in a very congested part of Miami, so it's hard to.
6: Yes, I've been there a few times. As have I. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. God, it's wonderful place. Not the Orange Bowl. No? No. No. It was rusted.
3: I never was at the Orange Bowl. I was at, uh where was I at? The Joe Robbie Stadium. Then it changed names a million times. Pro Player Stadium. Uh, Shark Stadium, yes. Yes, whatever. That's that's where the Dolphins play. That's their... their... Now the Hard Rock Stadium, hard rock, yes. Yeah. But I was there before they renovated. It was well, not, that, not that great. No, but it was still better than the Orange Bowl. Believe me. Probably so. Probably so. It right, is the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we press on from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So Kareem Hunt, the former Chiefs running back, uh, he did the interview. It's all part of a, a plan. You, you hire the people around Kareem Hunt have gone out, and they've hired people to clean up the mess. This is a PR nightmare the police and will the police get involved will there be criminal charges now for kareem hunt is this going to become a bigger and bigger issue we'll see about all that but he wants to play in the nfl again so he did the interview he said hey i made a mistake chiefs did the right thing now he's going to go get treatment for anger issues we know on our show one of our regular callers blind scott has been getting treatment for anger issues how's that going How's that going? Hunt thinks he deserves to get forgiveness, that he should be forgiven for his uh, transgressions. And typically that will eventually happen, but there's video. And the rules so far with video, you're done. That's it. You don't get back. When there's video, you don't get back. Ray Rice, not back. Now the argument for Kareem Hunt is, well, he's better than Ray Rice. Ray Rice was done and Ray Rice had nothing left. That's the argument that this is a different situation. Can, yeah. I, can, yes, Cooper, can I play wanna... devil's
1: advocate here real yes, quick? Yes, Kupalu. Now I I Are I'm you the... going to defend
3: uh, Kareem Hunt for striking the woman?
1: No, I'm not I'm not necessarily I'm not gonna defend him. Like, you know, what he what he did was wrong and it's unacceptable completely. Yes. But if you look at Joe Mixon, who still started today for the Cincinnati Bengals, he's got a video out there. His is a lot worse. He actually like Closed fist, punched the woman, knocked her out cold. Yeah, I watched the Kareem Hunt video. When she gets knocked over, it's because he pushes a guy into her, and then she falls over, and then the kick was kind of just kind of like a little, little tap when she's off balance on the floor. I'm not saying that what he did was right, and I'm not saying he shouldn't be disciplined for it, but if he has to be out of the league and gets kicked off the team,
3: why is Joe Mixon still on a team? Because the Bengals are okay with it. So Kareem Hunt <laughs> has to find a team that they're okay with. They don't have – Bengals do have a problem. You beat women up. They don't – you can play in Cincinnati. Perfectly clear. Yeah, I guess you're up by <laughs> yeah, your right. Yeah, I mean, you're that's right. problem. But, like, a lot of teams will say no. They won't even get near the guy. Well, look, you know, Tyreek Hill's another. We brought that, that guy up. Tyreek Hill, you know, he did the ultimate, the double whammy. Yeah. You got the daily double. She had you him know, pregnant. And she was pregnant. Yeah. Man. I mean, that's, you know, come
1: on. Right, that's just, that's you're, the you're, ironic part. I mean, you, just gotta, you, got, you just got you just no choice. I mean, it's just simple. You You've got can't. Patrick Mahomes saying we don't do this stuff while
3: throwing,
10: while throwing it out pass to Tyree Kill. Right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I get it, I mean, guys. I hear guys. Oh, it's not fair. You know, women have less, you know they can't. You know, it's not fair. They can say anything. You can be drunk, throw stuff at you. I get it, but you just that's the way it is. All right? just deal yeah. with it, okay? That's not how Walk we didn't set it up. We got the testosterone advantage, all right. We have the muscular advantage. That's just the way society set things up. If you don't like it, I can send you a list of about ten societies where you can beat the crap out of women, and you will get promoted. But this is not one of them. We decided in this country that we have rules of engagement, and that if you violate those rules, you uh, there is a price to pay. There's a penalty to pay. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox as we press on. Let's say hello to Dick and Dayton, who's next. Hello, Dick and Dayton. Hello, Ben. There he is, the legendary Dick and Dayton. Now, do you want to see the Browns pick up Kareem Hunt?
5: Uh, not really. Not really. Oh,
3: okay. All right. What but if it, what somebody if it, what, I
5: want to salute?
3: Oh, you do. Who would you like to salute?
5: Urban Meyer has to be. I mean, for what you know, they took that beating. Yeah, but. I I cannot believe how he came back so good and proved to the nation. He was, uh, I don't know, he overcame that, and I'm so happy for them going to the Rose Bowl.
3: Yeah. Uh, You think Urban's going to leave after the Rose Bowl and rumors he's going to take off?
5: I I don't know, Ben. I hope he doesn't. Nobody wants him to go because he's, you know, Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Will you give him that extra 10% discount at Lowe's to keep him as the coach at Ohio State?
5: Oh, would I ever. You would. You'd
3: hook him up. Nice. I like that. That's loyalty.
5: And I I really think heads, you know, Ben, everybody I was listening. I tried to call in, but the lines were busy. But I think the days of Marvin Lewis are over.
3: Yeah. You're you're ready for that, right? You're ready. Yeah, I
5: think everybody is.
3: Yeah. And who do you recommend for the next coach of the Bengals?
5: I uh, you know I don't know.
3: How about Urban Meyer? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Urban, <laughs> he's, well, he's going to have to leave Ohio. State. Can he coach my both? My how about he? Co- how about this? He coaches Ohio State on Saturday. Yeah. And then on Sunday he coaches the Bengals. How about that? Yeah. That's a good idea, right? Right. I yeah. wanted to tell you something. All right.
5: The next two, you know, uh, t- tonight. I wish you guys could be there. We have our Christmas party and next week at the Clifton Opera
3: House. Oh, that's gonna be big! I got to see you. My goal, my bucket list before I check out, I want to be at the Clifton Opera House front yeah. row center watching the Kettering Banjo Society, and I want to see you and the guys perform. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. Now, how many you people? Know, hope, how many people? Now, no, no, Dick, hold on. A how many people are in the Kettering Banjo Society? How many active members do you have?
5: We 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 lost a lot. You know, a lot of people. As to way uh, we have about twenty four now.
3: That's that's a good number though. Twenty four. That's a solid number. Yeah, we make pretty get, good music. Can you get some younger people? Can you get like a, you know mix in a few younger people? We're trying yeah. to. blend
5: uh, yeah. our uh, one of our directors. We're pass- Hey, we're passing out flyers. We need more banjo players.
3: Yeah, there's a pandemic. These young people just don't. They don't appreciate the banjo. They don't. It's a bad job by them. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dick. Bye bye. Bye. All right, there you go. Dick and Dayton. So, again, he wants Urban Meyer to keep his job at Ohio State, but also coach the Bengals. So, I don't know how that would work, but I, I think on Sunday and Saturday, you know, you know well, the NFL doesn't play on Saturday usually. So, you can coach the Ohio it's State possible. as long as Ohio State only plays on Saturday. And then occasionally, you know, the Bengals will play a Thursday game or a Monday game, not very often because they were not very good. And then Urban can coach. Perfect. All right, we are going to get to Coach Player Entertainer. If you want to play, call right now, 877-99 on Fox. We'll get to that, and we
6: will do it next. The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maller Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maller Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not. Support this little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and give it five stars. It'll help keep the show growing. It'll keep the bosses smiling. Now back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios and Ben Maller.
3: And we are moments away from coach, player, entertainer. It's the holiday season. People say, I don't know what to get for the holidays. I say a bed. That's what I say. I guess I had a wonderful weekend. I caught up. I did not spend a lot of time on social media. Did not hang out with the trolls on social media. Uh, But I I spent a lot of quality time in my Sleep Number bed. It was just wonderful. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed helps make spirits bright and proven quality sleep for guys like me. Overnight, gas bags, and just regular people like yourself. Now my sleep number setting is 50. My wife, uh, she's over at at, at 40. So we, we disagree on what type of mattress we want. And a lot of couples disagree on mattress firmness. Sleep number beds are the bed that allows you to choose what's perfect for you. There's no need to compromise. You know, it's like, hey, don't worry. Whatever she wants, she gets. I get it. She gets what you she wants. You get what you want or vice versa. The new beds are so smart. How smart are they? They sense your every move and automatically adjust to you keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. So I advise you, come on in. You're doing your holiday shopping. Come in and see the newest Sleep Number 360 smart beds. This is not a bed. It is a brighter you for the holidays from $999. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. You're only going to find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores. They're up to 575 now. Nationwide visit sleepnumber.com maller. That's M-A-L-L-E-R. Find the one nearest you and for additional resources learn more about home, wellness, and tech from the leader in hashtag SmarterSleep by visiting the sleep number blog. That's available at blog.sleepnumber.com.
4: Ready? Put on your thinking caps. Hi,
1: my name is
3: what? Time to identify. My
0: name is what?
3: Is it a coach, player, or entertainer? All right, let's do it, Coach. Player, and entertainer. We don't have a lot of time. Tony in Portland's one of our contestants. Hello, Tony. How you doing? Welcome, Tony. What do you do for a living? I am a carpenter. Carpenter, very cool. You just starting your day? Uh, yeah, I am. Yep. All right, very cool. Hold on a sec. And you will be going against. The, uh, hold on, a sec. let me punch the right line up. Hold on a sec. There. Uh, you will be going against Justin in Cincinnati, who called back and put him on. Hello, Justin. Roberto, okay, let's do this. All right, here we go. Uh, one of three gentlemen. It's either a coach, player, or entertainer. Your name is your buzzer. Good luck, and we are on our way. You get six points for the initial answer, an extra point for the next answer. The first name up on coach, player, entertainer, Colby Cave. Coach, player, entertainer, Colby Cave. Tony. Tony. Coach. Uh That is incorrect. Uh, Kobe Justin. Cave is a uh, no. You don't. You can't steal Justin. Kobe Cave <laughs> is a hockey player for the Boston Bruins. It's coach, player, entertainer. Brian May, coach, player, entertainer. Johnny. Justin. Justin, coach. Incorrect. Incorrect. Uh, Brian. That one. Brian May is a, a guitarist from Queen. That's uh. why we play the game, designed to prove it's impossible to keep track of all the names. It's coach, player, entertainer. The next name up for us. Paul Gunther, Paul Justin. Gunther, Justin. He's a coach, football coach. Yeah, who's he coach?
4: Uh, he's the offensive coordinator for Tucker Roberto. Uh,
3: no, that is uh, not the offensive coordinator. you were Defensive wrong. coordinator. Yeah, uh, he didn't say the team name, so he doesn't get that full credit. Bad job by you. It's coach, player, entertainer. The next name up for us. Let's see here. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's go with James Neal. Coach, player, entertainer. Justin. Justin. Entertainer. Uh, no, that is incorrect. James Neal is a right wing for the Calgary Flames. N- Why do we have right? these hockey question? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's it. The game's over. Who won, Coop? Justin in oh, oh, I won
10: again? I hate that.
3: Go. I don't want him to win. The journey to a smoke-free
1: future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke. No spit. And no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke free, spit free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
1: Welcome to Locatora Radio
2: Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen.